0: Plenty of decks don't get to draw three cards for one mana.
1: Well, I mean, all the good ones do. Hi, I'm Jake. And I'm Matt. Holy shit, Matt's back. Yep. We're Cantrip Cartel. I still got nothing for this spot. How you doing today, Matt?
0: Good enough. Better than last week. Um, I was out last week, so I got the old one-two punch.
1: It's been a rough fucking couple Uh, weeks for Matt. So one
0: of my best friends a couple weeks ago, we've talked about it before, took his own life. And then two weeks, less than two weeks after that, I found out my dog has terminal cancer. So, I feel like I'm literally living out a country song. Yeah. it's <laughs> just like, like if my l- wife leaves me, I'm in deep shit.
1: <laughs> Matt is an acoustic guitar away right. from thing, a country hit. You we've already got
0: a place for me to record. <laughs> yep. You have a great area. I've you have a great studio. I've got a pickup truck. My w- dog's dead. My friend's gone. And now, my hopefully, once my wife doesn't leave me. Once your wife leaves, <laughs> yeah. we've got a hit. Yeah. So, I just was not up to recording last week, uh, just in a terrible mood. Yeah. Um, But doing a little better now. Uh, He's still got a few weeks left. Basically, uh, I don't want to go too far into it, but he has cancer. Um, We've got some medicines to keep him comfortable, some painkillers and whatnot. Uh, And it's just a matter of like when his tumor gets big enough that it's causing pain and like functional damage. then we got to, you know, take him and put him down. And that's going to suck. Um, I'll give you a heads up. If that happens on a day that we would normally record, I probably will not be here there either.
1: Yeah, I'll probably, That's yeah. what I'll probably do is I've had a few, um, patrons that have shown some interest, but I've also, uh, spoken with, uh, from the Plain Soccer's podcast, Will said he's been kind yeah, of I itching to record something. So I'll, if you need a time, if you need time, yeah. by all means, take your bereavement, uh, you get at least three days a year yep. with our company. So, so uh. I can reach out to him and I'm sure he'd be willing to fill in and we'll chit chat about some magic.
0: Yep. So um, as far as the weekend goes and what it did, uh, Ashley from the Family Gathering podcast came down. Uh, we've been friends since middle school. Same thing with Derek. Um, and we played some games. Uh, so we basically just uh, had kind of like a retro mm-hmm. evening. So like we were playing Final Fantasy 7, the original, because yep. he's been meaning to play it again. So we just started playing again messing around with that. Um, the cool thing about the, one of the fun things about that game, uh, when you talk to, as you play through the game, I forget the exact terminology they use, but there's basically a friendship meter, which is e- with each of the main cast. And at some point during the game, you go to what is effectively Disneyland for adults. And like there's gambling and roller coasters and all kinds of crap. Well, you go on a date with one of the characters. Uh, there's three characters that you can go on a date with, if I remember correctly. Uh, there's, uh, Tifa and Eris, uh, the two female leads of the game. And then you can go on a date with Barrett, the surly, uh, missing an arm replaced with a gun character in the game. So we're like, well, that's what we're doing this game. So you basically have to give the cold shoulder to every other character in the game in order to pull this off up until the point where you go on the date. So, uh, we were doing that. We didn't get didn't play long enough in order to actually get to that point. Um, but I probably continue on there. There actually is a PlayStation achievement for it. Um, I think it's one of the only ones I haven't gotten yet for that game. Uh, final fantasy seven will eventually be the only game. I platinum because uh, it's really the only game I care about enough to platinum and the, the achievements aren't anything ridiculous. They're basically just play the game. Um, and then after that we played a game called food chain Magnate, which is a German board game. Uh, where you build your own restaurant f- franchise and try to basically kind of take over a town and sell a bunch of pizza, pizza and hamburgers, and stuff like that. Uh, you came over briefly, Jake played mm-hmm. some Legacy. Uh, Ashley and I continued playing I, after you left.
1: It was kind of funny. So I realized <laughs> uh, I was playing a deck I never never play. I was playing uh, twelve rot, and yeah. I had he was uh, they were playing. Uh, not not dredge. What's it called? Discard. What's the uh, madness? Madness. Yeah. They're playing because the, they come and say mana list. Madness. And like on turn two, I had I had stuck a what you call it uh, Sylvan Library, and I did not take damage off of it once after like over like three turns. I was like, my life total probably matters, but it hadn't yet. Yeah. And then Ashley hit me for like eight, and then like eleven. Yep. <laughs> and I died at like two life, and I realized on the way home, I was like, man, I. I felt proud that I played yeah, that good appropriately. Thing you did
0: not pay for life for random cards. Yep,
1: I appropriately recognize my spot, and it's like I don't play a ton of legacy. And I, that never played that deck. I never played against madness, really. So it was kind of cool to be like, oh, I do make good decisions sometimes. Yep.
0: Well, and the cool thing with Sylvan Library, especially in that particular deck, is you shuffle a lot, mm-hmm. so you're kind of just getting a free brainstorm it's every pretty turn. Pretty good because you got crop rotation, uh, Elvish Reclaimer, Knight of the Reliquary, several fetches. Yes, like you're just. Look at these three. That's the one I want. Fetch. Get rid of the rest. Like, you don't have to pay the four life. And then, like you said, in a lot of matchups, that four life matters quite it a It would bit.
1: have been the difference. I, mean, I, I think I, I think the last turn actually swung out and put me to, like, two. And it's like, if I had drawn a single extra card of this game, I'd be dead.
0: Yep. Unless that was a very good card and basically turned the whole game around. Yeah. That's what it would have Unless, had it, it, it had to be a turn. It had to, it yeah. had to
1: shorten by a turn.
0: Yep. So uh, we played a little bit of uh, Legacy. Yeah. Um, I played a uh, Ruby Storm for the first time. Uh and I
1: that looks cool.
0: I forget what she was playing. Something aggressive was, Ma- was it was madness again. She loves it madness. It might have been um but I was like, "Well, I'm dead next turn, so I guess this is the turn I go off." Yep. And I happened to pull it off and yep. I was like, "Yeah." And I never I first time I played it and I comboed yep, off in one. Yeah, got won. there. And got there. So again, it was playing against Black Red Madness, which is a good deck, but doesn't have Force of Will. Yeah. Or and when, when stuff just resolves, when stuff just resolves, that makes it a lot easier. The right, the correct Force of Will would have absolutely shut me mm-hmm. down. But to be fair, I also, if in games two or three, would have had Pyroblast. So you get into that whole stupid hypothetical magic. I try thing.
1: so hard to. Once in a while, I get salty. I get uh, like DC knows this. I'll be getting salty, and I'll, I'll be like, "Man, if only I'd had. If only I'd had." And then I try to out loud say, "Yeah, but I didn't." Yep. And that's how magic works. Yep. If only you hadn't had, if only you hadn't played good cards I could have won that game. That's right. how magic is.
0: Correct. So, uh we had a good time, played some magic, played some Final Fantasy, played some board games, uh which I did win in Food Chain Magnate. Um had a great last turn, some that weird, was a lot of fun.
1: I, he's Matt spent like 20 minutes explaining it and my eyes kind of glazed over cuz that's one of those games. You seemed, would love it if I'm you I'm sure played I would. It, it just sounds, it's kind of difficult to explain in a vacuum. Yeah. But it's like some like weird take on sellers of Catan but with different resource management and different obviously different rulings the, you, and-
0: the cool thing so there's two things three things I love about this game one the flavor of it's awesome it's like 1950s America so okay. it's like diners style restaurants yeah uh, some of the restaurant names are great it's like golden goose like uh, duck and donkey stuff like oh, okay. that so like gluttony burger so it's a little satirical take on the yep, uh, absolutely, 1950s. Absolutely. Uh, and It's also got the same take with like the style of like the art and everything is that kind of it reminds me a, l- a little bit of the Fallout uh, games with uh, mm-hmm. the Pip-Boy guy. Yeah. The, like all the all the, the art style. The Fallout those games. art. Not yeah. the
1: gameplay necessarily, but the yeah. in-world art.
0: Yep. Um. So that's one of the things. The second thing is there's no dice. Uh, there's really the only random factor is when you make the map, you're using tiles and they get placed in random. They okay. get, You shuffle them and you place them. There's no rearranging. Uh, and what happens sometimes is like the road. there's roads on them. And if they connect, great. And if they don't, that's mm. just part of it. Gotcha. So like there is a randomness factor there. But outside of that, there is, to the best of my knowledge, no other random factors. And uh, the third thing is the corporate... St- Structure of the game is super fun. So the the like eighty percent of the game, eh, I don't want to say eighty, like seventy percent of the game, is how you build your corporate structure. So you start as a CEO. You can hire people, and you can have two people underneath you working for you. Mm-hmm. And then, but there's limitations on who can work for you. So you have to like hire a trainer, hire a uh, a recruiter, right? That's like turn one. Yeah. So you hire a trainer, and you hire a recruiter. Then you get, like, a management trainee. A management trainee can have two people underneath him. So now you can Oh, have, okay. And, like, you build this hierarchy of corporate people, and it's it goes fairly in-depth. And, like, the games typically last between, like, six to ten, depending on six to ten turns. And okay. another cool thing, this would be number four. Basically, everyone takes their turn at the same time.
1: Yeah, that's a big factor.
0: So, like, the game moves pretty quickly. There are things you do. There is a turn order, and there's things you do like in turn order uh-huh. uh, for various reasons, you know, with strategy and whatnot. But like, uh, it's just a, it's a really fun game. It's there's, there's a sick, there's essentially aggro in control. Cause like one of the cool things about the game is uh, the game ends. So there's the initial bank. And then when that runs out, you have the reserve bank. Mm-hmm. And once the reserve bank is emptied, the game ends at the end of that round. So there's, I don't want to call them aggro and control, but there's basically long game and short game. Uh-huh. So you can just like blitz to getting some restaurants and trying to sell some food and create some demand because what you're doing is you're reducing the number of turns the game's going to go because yeah. you're taking money out of the bank. Yeah, it makes sense. Or you can try to play the long game and like sell almost nothing the entire game yeah. and just have a mega corp and at then the win end of it on turns. And then nine and and 10. win basically on the last couple turns. So, and and there's, there's a ton of different options and strategies and whatnot that's just two very broad categories mm-hmm. um but yeah there's a the game is the rules are pretty simple but the strategy is very deep in that game and I I love it it's probably my favorite board game
1: okay want we'll to play it sometime I love board games
0: so that's what I did this weekend how about you
1: so I'm going to do a quick one and then I have a special a special little pseudo guest for for my segment this week but the big thing I did this week was I finally got around to proxying up a racto sacrifice or as matt calls it crazy cat lady deck for pioneer and i thought it looked like fun i thought i wanted to play that so i spent like an hour and a half printing stuff out and cutting it up and that was some fun fucking gameplay i loved playing that deck that was so much fun just every turn moving six things around dealing four damage gaining three life ping this ping that you lose two life it was so much fun. So game one, there, there's two f- funny interactions. Mm-hmm. Game one, I'm playing against uh, Eli, who always plays blue white control, and this week for funsies is playing mono black aggro. And I go like, turn one, witch's oven, and he's like, oh, I've heard of this deck. And then he like, it dawns on him. He's like, I'm playing mono black. I can never touch that. <laughs> and this was like sideboard cards. like, yeah, I can never touch. I can so never you touch. you just get to do whatever you want to do? Yeah, I can never touch what your packing deck
0: is doing. Is Ley Line of the Void in the side?
1: I don't know. If In there? the main board, it, it, this was game one. In the yeah. main board, he was like, I can't do anything about that. And yeah. then in game two, he didn't get a Ley Line if he had them. I don't think they had Ley Lines.
0: Well, and Grease Fang doesn't see a ton of play at our card shop. No, I think there was one person there that I've heard. There's or, very you know, little graveyard. And that's really what... I mean, there's Rakdos Sacrifice.
1: Yeah, and... And Grease Fang. Yeah. So... Uh then so I, I beat him. I think I go I went two one. Yeah. I go into my next round and I'm playing other Eli. We have two Eli's. And he's playing There's
0: twelve people there and there's like three or four different <laughs> yeah There's the like four team. names. Yeah.
1: Uh he's playing a, a Boros deck that I think he's built. It's a really cool kind of go tall Boros deck that really works off like Aurelia and Tajik and these really high value Boros cards and like turns 1 through 4 I'm just pumping it out. There's a really there's a really fun play pattern in the deck where you go claim the firstborn, steal their creature, attack them, it's act of treason. Yeah. Steal their creature, attack with it and then sack it to Witch's oven. And I yeah. did like three times. He has Which nothing going on. I've got like from. I've got like seven permanents out. I he's at like 12, but I like I'm ready to start draining like six a turn. And he kind of is like I don't think I can beat this. I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And he is a little newer to magic. And he misread a card that he had called Temporary Lockdown.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, so he plays it, and he goes, I guess I'll exile your cat to try and slow you down a little bit. And I was like, uh, Eli, reread that. It's one white, white. Exile each non-land permanent that costs two or less until it leaves the battlefield. Oh, wow. And
0: you're playing red-black, so that's gone.
1: Yeah. yeah. And it's and you know like what everything you... in my deck costs? Yeah. Two or less. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all the tokens, the Oni Cult anvils, the Witch's Oven, it's all gone. And I took like two more. I had one card in hand. I just <laughs> just that smooth 7 for 1. That'll do it. And I was like I looked over at Eli at the other table and I was like, "Yeah, uh <laughs> I'm playing Rakdos and he played an enchantment that beats me. I guess I just lose." Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. And I actually was able to win. I won games 2 and 3, but it was really that was a really funny interaction. Mm-hmm. Had. And then I lost uh, in round 3 to Joe. Uh Joe had uh he's has he's proxied up green uh green ramp, mm-hmm. green nekthos. Yep. <laughs> and Game one, he just kind of steamrolled me. Just really good. I didn't have a lot going. I had a bad hand. And then game two, I had a good thing going, but he got a Karn down, which I was able to kill his planeswalkers quick, but he got a Karn down, and he wished for some five-mana artifact thing that says, you have hexproof, and if a creature would deal damage to you, prevent one of that damage.
0: I remember. I
1: yeah. So um, he has X proof, so I can't target him with the Mayhem Devils, which is the main driver of the deck. And luckily, only called Anvil and the Cat, uh, which no, is or is which is Cauldron and which is which Cauldron familiar Cauldron familiar. Yeah. Um. They are life loss.
0: Mm-hmm. So you can't get around. But the I spent for literally
1: this. like ten turns bleeding him for two life a turn. It was. It was it was hilarious. It was fucking hilarious. And I was able to and I you know, I had to keep like diverting off of him to start dealing damage to his planeswalkers he would be playing and drawing cards and it was fun. We had a good I had a good time. Uh but so that's that's my little short bit of the week. I work's been fine. I wanna throw a shout out to another listener who sent us a really long email about uh just some feedback and I we always talk about our emails we get. Uh, basically if you want to get your name read on the show for, so like Jay Snow from Brisbane, Australia, send us an email and tell us what you think about the show. Uh, he sent us a rather long email that was really fun to read. I enjoyed it talking about a lot of stuff, something that went on in his life, why he enjoys the show. He, he commented on how, like I spoke about last week, um, we dumb legacy down in a good way. And I mean I'm not trying to insult anybody, but we take Legacy this incredibly complex format that has all this weird nomenclature and these incredibly complicated decks and we try to make present it in a very digestible way. Mm-hmm. And I've heard from a lot of people that don't play Legacy, haven't played Legacy, that they like that. And now I mean in the last like 2 weeks we've gotten two or three emails from people, uh, two emails from people just talking about how they really appreciate it. like they've gotten into Legacy in part because we make it so understandable and easier to follow. And like they're not Legacy experts, but they have a decent handle on Legacy such that Uh, Snow is, I think he's like, he wants to get into Legacy. There's not a great Legacy scene around him, but like he wants to start playing. He wants to pick up, I think they said Reanimator, which is by far one of my favorite decks to play in Legacy. Right. But uh, Snow actually asked us a really cool question, and we accidentally talked about it before the show, so we're actually pretty prepared for it. Um, So since bans aren't forthcoming, I'm going to paraphrase this. If, If you could, what would you print... To hate on Delver, would you do like something that slots into Red Prison or Death and Taxes? A more taxi card that could maybe go into Standard? Uh, would you go um, with you know would would that would, would it create problems? Are you worried about putting cards into the Standard? Uh, would you think about something like Allosaurus Shepherd, which is very niche, very very powerful, but very very niche to help fight against Delver? What do you think, Matt? What would you print to help to help Legacy and its problem with Delver?
0: So, we, like I said, we were talking about this before the show, and I am i don't know exactly how serious I am, because we were kind of joking around. Yeah,
1: it's actually been an ongoing joke with us for a little while.
0: But I would love to see something like Pyroblast, but every color gets it, but blue. So, yeah. like, every color gets destroy, counter a blue spell or destroy a blue permanent for one green, one black, one white, one red.
1: Yeah. Like, so every yeah, color has every the ability. Every color gets
0: pyroblast. You put you print them into eternal masters, yep. so they're not legal in any other format other than vintage and uh, legacy uh-huh. and commander. Which honestly I mean, to be perfectly honest, they could be useful in commander too. Which
1: laughably would fuck vintage pretty hard because vintage is also a very blue format. <laughs> yes.
0: Now, and I understand a lot of people are probably like, "What the hell?" Yeah. Like that would. That's in principle what needs to happen. Yeah. Now, whether or not it's one of every color, whether or not. It does the exact same thing, something like that. I would be perfectly happy to toy around in that design space. Start
1: printing one more one mana counter a blue spell,
0: or destroy a blue permanent. Or
1: destroy a blue permanent. Yes. So, so like, you could fight these blue decks on a much more level on, playing field. Yeah,
0: because I mean, ev- like if you look at what they're doing, like look at what I mean. There's a cu- obvious. There's a cup. There's very powerful cards in every color, right? But yeah. like, look at what white gets to do for one mana. Mom. Mom and Swords. Swords. Sorry.
1: Swords. That's the big one.
0: Now, should we start rattling off what blue gets to do for one blue? (laughs) Like just the two off your top of your head are brainstorm and ponder. Yeah. The the two most most powerful cards in legacy. Uh Uh-huh. Period. Most played. Like, no questions. Yeah. Like those two cards. Compare mom. To swords. To swords or ponder. Or I'm sorry.
1: Compare mom to brainstorm or ponder to swords.
0: Now, would the world end if it was counter target blue spell or Destroy target blue permanent for one white. No,
1: I don't think so. Right. So like, like blue white decks would definitely get better in a sense. They get better against blue decks. But they would well, they would only get better until blue wasn't the most common right. color in Legacy.
0: And this is, this is tangent I've said it multiple times, but this is tangentially related, uh, since you kind of brought it up with Allosaurus Shepard. That's one of the reasons why I, I will argue against anyone. For any amount of time until it takes them to get the point through their head that Alice or a Shepherd is not a problem card in Legacy. The problem is Legacy is 66% blue. That card yeah. has blank text against a white
1: deck. Uh-huh. Or a red deck. <laughs> like, or a green I mean, deck. Don't get
0: me wrong, I understand the six mana make all your elves a five-five is a very strong part of that card.
1: That's not what we but play But That's it.
0: not why people Well, that's not why people complain about it. Yeah. They complain about it because. Like, nobody's going, oh my gosh, natural order's broken, we need to ban it, because you can hoof for four. Yeah. They're going, I can't play Force of Will, because I'm supposed to be able to counter anything, Uh and you get to play a one-mana spell that just turns off all my cards. It's like, dude, you're playing Brainstorm and Ponder, you have zero right to complain about what anyone else plays in Legacy, if you have those two cards in your deck. Yep. Period. Like, there's no ifs, ands, or buts. Yeah, you're if di- you're playing cantrips, you can shut the hell up you're about playing, what other people play. You're playing
1: cards that, in a vacuum, for sure should be banned.
0: Right. They. I mean, if if the legacy, if Wizards cared at all about legacy outside of their pillars of the format format argument, yeah. those two cards should go.
1: Yeah, Brainstorm I'm would— I'm not saying they should. Brainstorm but- would go immediately. Right, like if 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 Legacy came under new management and they nothing is sacred, we just want to fix it. Brainstorm probably leaves first.
0: Yeah, uh, duh. Like it's yeah. the biggest duh in the now history of magic. That could
1: kill Legacy. People say that, could and I'm not saying it couldn't. Like that could kill Legacy. It would gut the format. and people wouldn't want to play it. Whatever. But like
0: Legacy's on life support as it I know, is. I know. I know. am just saying in a
1: vacuum of like someone's like I don't care about Legacy, like on principle. I just want it to be a good format. Yeah, that card gets banned.
0: Yep. If there's no more
1: sacred cows, brainstorm's gone. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So, so is Grissel Brand, by the way. Well, I, there's a I mean, lot of there's a lot of sacred cows we could probably get rid of.
0: I mean, Legacy is just full of sacred cows
1: at this point. Yeah. Yeah. But you know, whatever your whatever your favorite deck is, that's that's the sacred cows too far. Right. Whatever your pet deck, that sacred cow has to stay.
0: So that that would be
1: how I that would be an interesting way to shake things up. Yeah. Like start printing and we, we just do it one at a time. Pick, I mean, white's probably the best one to take. Oh, for sure. I Just give white Red Blast. And and then if Legacy is still a, uh, a mess, give black Red Blast.
0: Right. So, like, let's just, just to, like, prove the point here.
1: I think green should get Red Blast last.
0: There's one Death and Taxes in this top 32. Name five white cards that see play outside of Death and Taxes. Swords. Yep. There are five. There's plenty. A lot of them are basically sideboard cards, mm-hmm. which will kind of give away the game yeah, a Yeah, like bit.
1: Containment Priest, uh, maybe Hushbringer sometimes.
0: Like Aethersworn sworn, Aether sworn play. is There's a sworn canonist is a There's that piece. thing that destroys enchantments every turn. Swords to Plowshares obviously
1: sees play. Enchantments every turn? What are you talking about?
0: That sideboard card that like, uh, what's, what's the deck that runs it?
1: I don't fucking know what you're talking about. I'm not mm-hmm. saying it doesn't exist. I'm saying I don't know what you're talking about.
0: It's the Serenity. Beginning, of oh, Europe, keep the serenity. artifacts, and enchantments. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a lot where it's the, it's a there's, lot. There's still some stuff. Yeah, but it's it's a lot harder to be like, what well, white cards are playable in legacy? Right. <laughs> Other than Death and Taxes? Um not a lot. Right. Prismatic Ending? ending? That's a big one. Yep. So we got three, three or four, maybe. <laughs> right. We, we've got two main boardable cards for sure. And then we've got brainstorm, ponder, preordained, force of will, force of negation, uh, expressive iteration, days.
0: Merktide Delver,
1: Merktide Delver,
0: yeah, like the Ledger rest of the format.
1: So that yeah, I would just start with one pick. I pick one. I, I think green should be last. Green feels like the most of a stretch to me to give it pyroblast. Actually, but... the funny
0: thing, from a flavor like color pie thing i think green actually would get it first I think so. green actually gets some stuff like that where it's counter a permanent you control that targets a permanent you can- like they green and white both very narrowly get to interact on the stack uh-huh so does black again very narrowly right. um but like you know green already has like veil of summer That's and true. before that they had like autumn's veil which was another one it's a much worse veil of summer okay um uh there's a void oh fate. yeah it's
1: worse it's, how do you get better
0: it, well it does a very similar thing but they just dialed veil of summer up to 11 and gotcha. they we're like hey well autumn's veil sucks so here's yeah. of summer let's
1: see if that it one's any way good. better yeah where's 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 Vale of winter and the thing that
0: i like about it is if it's only in legacy legacy has a ton of like specific color hate yeah That doesn't exist in a lot of other formats because they've just, like, they just stopped printing it, like Choke and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, Boil is a great one.
1: Good, very good one, yep.
0: (laughs) You know, Flash Fires, you know, um, they all used to, one of my favorite ones is uh, Life Force and Death Grip. They're two mana enchantments for two black or two green. You can pay two black or two green to counter target black or green spell. There's, oh. there's, they're mirrors of each other. I get you. Okay. So death uh, death grip is black, life force is green, and they counter each other's spells. Okay. And they just sit. And you can pay two mana counter a black spell. Pay two mana counter a green spell. Like, Seems decent. Yeah, they're they're fun little cards. They don't one see of those any for play anywhere. Right. <laughs> just two colorless. Pay two colorless counter target blue spell. <laughs> <laughs>
1: ancient tomb never felt so good
0: right or too generic i should say colorless would make that very narrow
1: way worse but yeah, yeah. i should say generic yeah so that's that's a, a quick I, little like like a five minute like how would you fix it but yeah that was fun i
0: think that'd be a fun way to to tinker around in that design space but i 100 agree with you white should get it first
1: yep and then from there green or black i it's a toss-up One thing uh, to wrap this up. One thing uh, Snow did ask for is uh, we did this once a long time ago, but we've we've grown a lot as podcasters, and it's time to do it again. Some deep dives on decks. So, like a deep dive on elves, a deep dive on death and taxes, a deep dive on reanimator, maybe an episode dedicated to the deck and what it's good against, what's bad against. And we did that once for elves. We always meant to do it. We call them Like I'm Fives, and then we just got busy and haven't done it again. So we need to find some time and do that again. That'd be a great little supplemental content. And if people are asking for, if one person asks for it, 100 people want it.
0: Well, I think that's about how many listens we got on our first Like I'm Five.
1: Oh, maybe, so, over the course of a year, maybe. Yeah, yeah we've all together. Yeah. And I think 10 of them were me.
0: You're just like I need to learn how to
1: be uh, elves. <laughs> no, I was like I need to I need to learn how to podcast better. Yeah, uh, but thank you very much. We always appreciate getting feedback. We always appreciate hearing from my fans. And it's always I'm sure Matt will agree. I said last week it's always shocking that you guys actually like listening to us. Every time I see our number account, I'm always like that's a lot of bots listening to us. But it's not, it's not. People. And it's people. It's people in Australia. It's, Aust- it's Australia across the world. Yeah. So for funsies, Snow, uh, I read your comment. Thursday night here, and then he talks about like he usually re- listens to it on Friday after he gets to work or on his way to work, and I was like, "It's but it's Thursday night. How's he? Why is he emailing me now?" And I looked at my wife and I was like, "Oh my, oh my god, god, it's fucking it's Friday morning in Australia. Yep, they have crossed the dateline. The dude is emailing me from the future." It felt pretty cool. Yeah, it was great.
0: It was great to hear from you. It was very cool.
1: So, uh, before we move on, let's get a huge shout out to our patrons, the people who. Uh, actually, talk to us almost every single day. Uh, we have Emperor, who puts our stuff up on Reddit every week. Super appreciate that. He also does pretty deep dives on Modern, both on the Reddit post and in our Discord. I enjoy uh, reading his content quite a bit. We've got Ramblin' Rogue, uh, Derek and Ashley from the Family er, from the Family Gathering podcast, Eric, Monowolf, Ethan, CJ, Nate, and Jameson. Thank you all for joining the team, being a, being a big supporter, and helping us uh, make better content every week and uh also chit chatting with us and listening to our dumb takes every week so um oh and if you would like to become a patron by all means hop on to patreon.com forward slash cantrip cartel there's some fun tiers in there including some tiers that i always joke and say you get like free merchandise you're kind of paying i mean you are paying for it but it kind of pays for itself it's we tried to make it i tried to basically be able to give away stuff to people anyway matt how's legacy looking
0: uh, the top eight doesn't look horrible this week. Now the remember, rest of the
1: top thirty-two. Delver is only nine percent of the meta, and thank God that we've got Leyline Binding as a pillar of the format.
0: That Leyline Binding meme has been all over like the Legacy uh-huh. community, and it's priceless.
1: Uh, who fucking was it? Uh, do you see Pleasant Kenobi's YouTube video on the top five bindings in Legacy, and it's just Leyline Binding five <laughs> times?
0: That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> It's pretty good. Oh, priceless. Is, uh, yeah. Well, let's jump ahead real quick. Uh, so, in ninth place, since we wouldn't talk about it anyways because it's out of the top eight, we've got four color control and it has uh, zero ley line bindings.
1: This is the closest thing we saw to picking up binding in Legacy, and it was Honorog's list that did run. Two or three bindings yeah, for a couple weeks. And I don't know if there's, there might be some in this list in total. We saw Anurag like either one or almost one, a couple of, like back to back challenges with it. And then last week, I think we, I think I saw like two lists or maybe it was two weeks ago. We saw a bunch of lists. Uh, I'm not saying that deck is gone, but it's not in ninth. Right.
0: Yeah. I mean, there's, and like I said, there's none in here. There's still four Minsk Boo. So no, uh, no
1: ley line bindings. Didn't, well now I feel bad. Didn't Honor list run Leyline Binding? Because it ran Minskin Boo for sure. It may have. I don't remember. Now I feel bad. Now I maybe maybe my brain just auto-filled because I know Minskin Boo is like a hundred percent. That's what the deck was around. I could have sworn he was playing Leyline Bindings. Maybe he wasn't. Maybe Bindings, maybe no one's playing Leyline Binding. Except it's a pillar of the format. I can't find one in this top thirty-two. Alright, maybe I'm just blown, maybe I'm just talking out my ass. Who came in first, Matt? Well, Let's talk about on. that deck.
0: Okay. So I checked the three Four color controls. Let me make sure. There might have been another, but I, I might have missed it. Whatever. But uh, I didn't see any. Mm. So,
1: but it's such a good card in Legacy. The way that see, it. The reason I wanted
0: to look at four color control is because the blue red Delver won, and we're just not gonna. There's nothing to say there. Like it's literally. I mean. Yeah. We're down to one pyroblast this week. Oh, the tech.
1: But it's ley- <laughs> like Leyland Binding is so good. The way it forces you to play probably triomes that you're always a turn behind and are super wasteland bait. Or even just play duels that are, makes it slower to turn on, but you're also still Wasteland bait.
0: I could, in the right meta, in four-color control, I could absolutely see it seeing play. Maybe, yeah. Like, it's not a bad card. When you've seen it in action, you realize that this card, like, when it goes off, when it's turned on, yeah, that card is incredibly powerful. It is
1: very, very good. So, like... I'm not think, saying
0: we should discount it, but it is a hilarious meme that Wizards is like, no, if there's Leyline Binding. Well, yeah, now keep that we ha- now that check. we have Binding,
1: <laughs> I also maintain that like even le- Leyline Binding will never be the answer in Legacy. It might be a decent card, but like there's way too much. Well, it will super never be free the way or... to answer Delver. I think in anything really. I think there's a couple things. There's a couple things, but it's such it's so easy to answer enchantments in Legacy, and like wear and tear is is main sideboard. It's it's standard sideboard for a lot of decks.
0: Well, and it's, it's even more it, so it's, than
1: that. It the, used to be, I guess. It's a not lot anymore. of the
0: best sideboard cards, Pyroblast aside, are enchantments. So a lot of decks have yeah. some way to destroy enchantments. It, answering enchantments is
1: common. Yes. And so,
0: I mean, one of the best sideboard cards in Legacy is uh, Leyline of the Void. Yeah.
1: And Every good.
0: deck that's weak to Leyline of the Void Runs. has a way to destroy enchantments.
1: Yeah. I mean, it looks like modern. Like, modern still has decent answers to enchantments, and just like you don't ever see them. Yeah. And they're not nearly as good as the ones Legacy has.
0: Yep. But Leyline Binding is one of those cards where I could see it being a one or two of in the right meta. Yeah. Um. But oh, don't Wasteland to...
1: can't be just everywhere. Yeah, I know. Don't forget to read his name.
0: Yeah. So we've got John 1111,
1: 11. which, I mean,. Again, well done. Bringing it home. It is not like easy Blue, Red, to Delver. win a challenge.
0: Nope, not at all. Uh so congratulations to John 1111 11. uh anyway, second place. Second place. Blue Red Dumpler. <laughs> uh we got Doomsday bringing it home in second place. Yeah. <laughs> you're like the f- <laughs> the first real winner. <laughs> you're the first person you're the highest person who's not playing
1: Dumpler. Yep. That's the real winner in my book. <laughs> yep. In our hearts. Yeah, in our hearts. Uh, I don't see anything in here. So, Running through the list quickly in my mind. Yep. I, have to, I have to dig through this freaking sideboard now because <laughs> we have these transformational sideboards coming out of these things.
0: This one looks like it's just Very more of a standard, standard. sideboard. Yep. Like There's there's a couple cards you don't always see. Like Abrupt Decay hasn't really been around for no. a time. So has got a little bit of a green splash in Abrupt here. Abrupt
1: Decay kind of left when Murktide became a thing because yep. like, that's what I need to answer. Yep. And All of a sudden,
0: dec- that doesn't kill the best threat in the format. By a
1: lot. Yeah.
0: So, uh, so you've got a Veil of Summer, which is pretty typical. Edge of Autumn in the main. And then you've got four Carpet of Flowers, two yeah. more Veil of Summers, and two more Abrupt Decays in the side. So it's a pretty decent green splash in yep. this one.
1: And we've got some I mean, and some some heavy fight against Delver, too. Like, Abrupt Decay does hit every other threat in Delver. Yeah. And the Carpet of Flowers hoses Delver really well a lot of times. Veil of Summer is pretty good against Delver when you need to force your stuff through. There's always some good stuff in here.
0: Yep. Third place, we've got... Um, Blue Black Shadow, Death Shadow. Uh, I've just, I'm at the point where I just want to call this Blue
1: Black Delver. <laughs> like it doesn't. I know they are different. Yeah, but... it's got what. What wins more games? Do you think the four Death Shadows or the three Merktides? Right. <laughs> this is a Murktide list that runs Death Shadow and Shocklands.
0: Right. So, again, not I. I would be. I think Death Shadow is a more interesting deck. I like the fact that it has... The thing that I like the most about it, let me put my thoughts in order here, it reminds me of how Magic used to be played, where there were downsides to cards that you had to either A, find a way to work around, or B, find a way to incorporate and make them good. Uh-huh. So, like, the typical one would be Suicide Black. Yeah. So, like, it's like, yeah, these cards are hyper-efficient, but every time Forex negator takes a damage, you sacrifice a permanent. So you better not take... You yeah. better not take any damage. Yep. <laughs> But you only, he only has to stay alive for four turns. Got to
1: play around that, pretty hard.
0: Right. So you know you hit him with thought or discard and him to turn rock and yeah. stuff like that. You go all in, strip their hand, beat him to death with a five five, clear the way for him, whatever. That kind of stuff. Like that card has a huge drawback. Modern design has Phyrexian Obliterator, which is literally the reverse. It's one more mana for
1: a five five. Whenever it takes damage, the controller's yeah. You said obliter- Sacrifices. What was your, what's the first one? You said obliterator. Negator. You said obliterator twice. Yeah. So Phyrexian Negator, if it gets hit, you sacrifice crap, and then Phyrexian Obliterator, whoever hit it sacrifices crap.
0: Yeah, and that's just that to me is like, without going like too hard because I don't want to overstate the case, like that card is a perfect example of how Magic has jumped the shark. Yeah. Where it's just like, we went from that card, which is hyper efficient, has a downside to This card, which is pretty efficient pretty efficient and has an enormous yeah. upside It's unblockable basically i mean it's more than just unblockable like there's all kinds of crap you can't do to it
1: so yeah it's pretty bad i
0: mean you can just leave it's unattack intuable Yeah, there's it's no true. way to say that yeah. it's like you can't attack them if they have one sitting there <laughs> yeah, that's you true. can't attack a phyrexian obliterator with a six six
1: nope you sure can't
0: you sacrifice your whole board
1: six permanents you can't you can't chip you got three you got three two twos, you can't you can't chip in.
0: Yeah. So like that's Death's Shadow is one of those things where it's like that card clearly has a downside. Yeah. And what you're trying to do is turn the downsides of thought C's and the shocks and the fetches and street Wraiths into out. an upside. So, like, it has a lot of, like, older cards that have downsides, and it's trying to t- kind of flip yep. those on their head. It just... That's one of the things I've just kind of personally always liked about the deck. And it is a very high-risk, high-reward deck. Yeah, it is. Which I also really like. I love the fact that, like, this deck wants to race itself.
1: Like, five. Down to, like, five. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and then like, just
1: hopefully survive at yep. four or five life. stabilize with 2 eight eights. For cool. For a few turns. Done. Done. Yep.
0: So, I... I'd be perfectly happy to see more Death Shadow, even if it is running Tide. Um, I just, I love the deck. I'm never going to really say anything bad about Death yeah. Shadow. Um, in fourth and fifth, we've got two uh, green Cloud Post decks. They are slightly something,
1: different. Something we have not seen in quite a while. Yeah. Mono green Cloud Post. This deck kind of got super popular for a little while. I mean, popular enough that we proxied it up in a bit of a gauntlet we made. Yep. And then it has just completely disappeared. I mean, almost certainly probably just replaced by the 12 rot. Yeah. The more aggressive dark depth strategy where this deck is trying to race out these giant Eldrazi or primetime. And the alternative is just racing out a 2020 with flying and indestructible. Mm Mm-hmm. That also works off of lands, not spells being cast.
0: Yep. And so it's just one of those things where like, it's probably just a medical. Yeah. Like, and like, there's, there's several factors here. You're gonna have what's good in a particular metagame, whether you're trying to dodge things or you're trying to like predict what's going to be good in this particular tournament, sure. your particular play style and whatnot. Um, but if you look, like these lists run a lot of the same cards mm-hmm. as like something like twelve rot, which is green white uh, depths.
1: A lot of the a lot of the same a lot of similar enablers. Yep.
0: So um, it's crop, not all in on the combo yeah, though. The crop
1: rots, the reclaimers. Uh, I don't green sun. I don't think twelve rot runs green sun, but like I said, those eight enablers for sure, and then other things that you may or may not see. I do love and, seeing these lists that have like, like two to five one ofs because you to, mm-hmm. you to run green sun and just have a really good wish board or wish, wish spell essentially.
0: Yep. And they're running one spot at a time as well, which also oh, yep. benefits uh, your one ofs. I will never go too hard against a deck that's objective is to hard cast emrakul the yeah. yeah, aeons
1: <laughs> What's your plan? Uh, to turn 15 mana sideways. Yeah. So cool. <laughs> now it is a little easier when you get to go 4, 8, 12, 16. Yep. But the plan is to to pay 16 mana for Emmerichool. You've enough. got these douchey show and tell decks that are like, <laughs> uh, City of Traders, Lotus Petals, show and tell. And you got fucking <laughs> Cloudbus over here just being like, Tap 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 tap. Yep,
0: I'm gonna hit four land drops and kill you. I'm gonna hit
1: four land drops <laughs> and kill you. Yep, exactly what it is. Because I'm gonna, exactly I'm gonna get an is. extra turn. That's exactly what it is.
0: <laughs> and then I'm gonna mess your day up.
1: And um, then on top wow. of that, you get to run running the reclaimers in the twelve rocks. You get to run so many useful lands. That yep, you get, you, get to, you have all you have this. I, I keep saying wishboard. It's not a wishboard, but this tutorable it's board a of box. lands. This toolbox is a toolbox. That's a toolbox of lands. It's and it's so much more powerful than <clears> it looks like on the surface. When you look at all these one of lands, you just don't think about it until you see it played or you play against it, and they just have so many answers for so many situations at the drop of a hat.
0: Yep. So you've got Bajuka Bog, Beseju Who Endures. I won't read what every card does. Yeah. But just so people know, Glimmer Cavernor posts of...
1: that gain tons of fucking life.
0: Yep. Caverner souls to force things through. Uh, Dark Depths and Thespian Stage. Yeah, Uh, just also
1: hidden in there. Yeah,
0: you can just also just reclaim her out a win. Yeah. Especially if you already have one of them out. Sure can. Um, uh, Glacial Chasm, like you said. Huge. Huge. Caracas, huge. uh, Vesuva and uh, Thespian Stage to just not only make copies of some of your utility stuff, because that's one of the things I love about Vesuva. Say you've already played your Bajuka Bog on turn one because you needed the black or whatever. Second Boom. Second Bajuka Bog. Yep. (laughs)
1: Like. You didn't miss Tabernacle, did you? Tabern- oh, I'm looking. I'm just oh, looking at different lists. Different list. Okay. Oh, okay. At,
0: I was looking at fourth. You were looking at. Fifth. Oh, gotcha.
1: Yeah. Well, fifth runs Tabernacle. Yep. Tabernacle. So yep. sometimes you'll see Tabernacles come in. Yeah. There's just this crazy u- useful toolbox in both the creatures and the lands. Yeah. These decks are very flexible. And that might be one of the reasons you played this maybe over that twelve rot deck, where twelve rot is a little more of a combo oriented deck where it's it's powering out the combo as fast as possible. This is a lot more of a reactive deck, ready to answer problems and solve uh solve issues and then while constantly threatening a combo. While constantly threatening a combo itself. Yeah.
0: Um so this would be the if you are a modern player and loved Tron. This is probably Legacy's closest yep. equivalent.
1: Or prime time, really. Yeah. So that's but that's yeah, it's about probably closer to Tron. I mean, there's a lot there's a lot of over there, the shoe, but we'll let you run Iabugan.
0: Yeah, you can still but although if you want to run that crap, you should just run hardcore Eldrazi. You
1: probably should. Because that's still a deck too you can't just run Eldrazi Stompy. It's not as good in in a vacuum, but it's it's still pretty scary.
0: Yeah. I mean a uh, it's still a very, it's a perfectly reasonable legacy deck.
1: Yeah, because you get ancient tombs, you get city of traders, you get all the mocks, not the yep. not the OG mocks, but you get all the free mana. Oh yeah, yeah, reality smasher on turn two is pretty fucking scary. Sure is. <laughs> I've dealt with it multiple times yeah. as an elves player. I go, huh? Yeah, it's uh, I better win fast. Yep. Because you're going to die fast.
0: Yeah, and there's Thought knots here, which yep, just,
1: just takes... it's, it's a Especially in Elves player. Like, unkillable. Cool. Unkillable.
0: Yeah. I will never kill that until
1: it's the, oppo- just the only a way f- for me to get a card is to kill my opponent. It's just a four mana Thought Seize <laughs> yes. that's attached to like a 4-4? Four, four? Yeah. A 4-3? Yep, sure is. And then the next turn you're going to have Reality Smasher. Just a 5-5 just a five, five with Haste yep. and, and haste and Trample, isn't it? Something like that, it's, yeah. It's bonkers. That
0: deck is aggressive. It so. is
1: very, very fast um
0: so yeah uh sixth place we've got reanimator it's kind of a combo heavy meta i don't uh, know how most people would define cloud post cloud post in my opinion is really right in the line between combo deck and non-combo deck. yeah
1: it's it's definitely a little closer than non combo i have my yeah. little soapbox closer there. than like dark depths absolutely is, but, it's, but it's it still also has a, one... com- a combo we finish where like yeah. it kind of goes a b c 15 mana
0: yeah so that's one of those right in the lines but then we've got doomsday reanimator doomsday next so like a little bit of combo mm-hmm. going on um so reanimator we've got reanimator's uh, probably more of a mid-range deck <laughs> right yeah the middle of the game is turn one
1: yeah by turn two the games we're, we're well into the late game We're well into the late game yeah. and by turn three the game's over the early game is going to be your mulligan yeah mulligan to five with no lands to be fair that's a hundred percent true it is that's how those go. Early game
0: starts with should I keep this hand? Because th- mm-hmm. keeping your hand is turn one. You better not mess up turn one.
1: Yeah, that's very true. That's the most powerful thing a deck does in a game of Magic is usually mulliganing. Yeah. So anyway, just, just
0: remember, you get to mulligan. You don't have to mulligan. Yes, that's it's a very important Dude, distinction. Dude,
1: my win percentage went up. I don't keep track of it, but it has gone up a noticeable amount when I just started playing. I start. I just started playing more games with five cards in my hand. Or six, like a better five or a better six. I chase those. Wow, this seven sucks. I chase those powerful fives and those powerful sixes over that mediocre seven.
0: Especially if you're playing something like Reanimator.
1: Especially if you're playing something like Reanimator. Yeah,
0: there's some that are decks that are just trying to trade one for one and like get into the long game, and going to five can really hurt. Or there's critical mass decks like Uh Elves where it's like going to five
1: really hurts. Yep. But But the fact of the matter is, there's plenty of decks that don't. When you're doing a powerful thing, you need to do the powerful thing. And if your deck does if your deck doesn't do the powerful thing, you might want to consider trying again. Yeah.
0: Well that's the thing. Because if your deck doesn't do
1: the powerful thing, you're gonna lose anyways. Yeah. Uh,
0: well, I can't if you're playing Reanimator and the plan
1: isn't to yeah. reanimate Grizzlebrand, what are you doing? I can't remember who I was talking to, but it's something about like, as it turns out, these cards by themselves suck dick. Yeah, they do. These are really bad cards when they're by themselves. I tell you, you put a couple of them together and they're pretty good. But just alone, reanimate or Grizzlebrand is a really bad card. How much play does unmask see outside of Re-Animator? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, zero, Correct. by a right. lot.
0: So, anywho, uh, this looks pretty stock. At least in the main, we've got grief, Sarah the emissary. Stock, yeah. yeah, the new stock. It's like, so, like, it's not this even new anymore. Is this, uh, like this is a this year is, is, old. Yeah, I,
1: right. I Like I said that, and I was like, oh my god, we've been doing this for a year. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, four griefs. The, the I mean, there's fucking there's there's eight cards that are Modern Horizons two cards. Yep. There's eight MH two creatures.
0: Mm-hmm. That's. What, oh, man. That's what eternal formats are anymore, Jake.
1: Did you see that unmasks are now like $4 a piece, down from 20 Yeah, that's good. Yeah, it's pretty great. So,
0: You didn't totally lose your ass on selling that deck?
1: Nope. <laughs> Thanks for buying those for me. Hey,
0: I got the Entombs, though, so I'm all
1: right. Yeah, you did. You won pretty hard in the Entombs. <laughs> I think I sold those for like $15 or $16, and they're like 35 now.
0: Don't worry. They'll get reprinted, too. Basically, at this point, uh, this is not financial advice, <laughs> comma. <laughs> I have a comment. Uh, if you're holding non-reserve list cards
1: expecting their value to increase, you're probably gonna get. Burned. I'm not. Yeah, I'm. I'm giving zero financial advice personally. I've. I'm starting to view reserve list cards a little differently. So, quick tangent because there you're is here.
0: an expiration date on them at this point. We had
1: zero tangents last week because it was just me. Yeah, yeah. T- tangent number one. Uh, I was hanging out with Joe at the end of the tournament or the end of Monday. Yeah, and he was like, "Hey, you know, I kind of like something. I like I'd become a patron, or I kind of want to support. I would support. Uh, would you guys be interested in doing like some kind of like a, a finance section?" And I was like, "No, absolutely <laughs> not, because those are hard to do. They take a lot of research. They take a lot of scoping. You have to read every. You have to read every single spoiler. I know all the cards. You have to be paying very close attention. And while well, I'm not taking like true financial risk. You know." Betting your guys' money. Emotionally, I am. If I'm yeah. like, I don't want to be. Yep. I don't want to be. Yep. Yeah. So he was like, I'd, I'd love to. And I was like, no, the answer is no. That's the we'll thing. Be doing so, that. like, here's the deal. We call him when we see him. We're like, that's, that's a good card, but we're not going to be up here and be like, hey, guys, so picks for the week. Right. That's not so, like,
0: if somebody wanted to reach out to me and be like, hey, what do you think is going on with this card? I would give people not advice on money, but what I how I think that card looks. Yeah. So, like, if Joe wanted to ask me about. A card. Yep. And whether or not he should spec on it, I give him an unfiltered opinion. Yeah. This is what I think. I have no intention of <laughs> no. doing that, other than with subtlety, which is my big. I told you uh-huh, so. Yeah. No, you're right on that one. <laughs> um, but I, the thing As is, said, once, in a, on once in a
1: blue moon, we see a card where we're like, that feels like it's a little ridiculous. I mean, like Wandering Emperor, we kind of got like, like Wandering Emperor feels way better than people are saying it is. Yeah. Uh, but no, we will not be doing a finance section, no. Joe. Sorry.
0: No, the funny thing is I do pay pretty close attention to that aspect of the game because magic is expensive and yeah. I want to minimize my cost. Yep. But that's, I'm not really a speculator. I bought one card as a spec, uh, actually two. There was that Dormant Volcano because of that one EDH card. Yeah. And I got them for like 10 cents apiece. So yep. I spent like $4 on 40 Dormant Volcanoes uh-huh. and I lost
1: $4. Yep. How's those Bring Delights going for you?
0: bring delight sees all kinds of play now i was absolutely right about it being a card Yep. the problem is zendikar that set was opened like an mfer yep so like there's still
1: a dollar yep. but
0: i haven't lost money on them because that's what i
1: bought them for there you go i bought like 10 for a dollar each so i've done one spec and it's on seagate it's not is it seagate stormcaller yeah, I see. I bought twenty five CK Storm collars for like thirty cents a piece. Maybe four. I, I spent like twenty bucks on them. So maybe, maybe it was like 50 or, six, 50 or six cents a piece for a mythic that does bonkers things. As soon as it gets broken, I just need that card yep. to get broken,
0: and then you'll make fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but yeah, I, like on the like on the numbers, Matt and I aren't the best at specking.
0: To be fair, though, like almost no one is good at specking. All the time. Yeah, it's just a matter of like doing it enough, and what you see online is what you what you see online are people's hits.
1: That's what I say. It's it's the Twitter paradox. Yeah, where because you see ten people winning on specs this week, you you miss the other ten thousand people that lost, lost on ass. specs this week. Yeah. So like, I've I the. In reality, the way I
0: actually spec is, I go, I think that card is better than, I think it's underpriced. I'm going to buy my set now. That's what I do. And a lot. they'll sit in a binder so that when I go to play these, and they're thirty dollars as opposed to ten yep. right now, then I, I, I just have my cards. I do that. Like, a lot. I don't have to worry about paying one hundred and twenty dollars for a place of a thirty dollar card. I bought them. I bought in at
1: nine bucks. Yep. New set comes out, and it's like those are probably good. I'll just buy four. Yeah. I'll never. And then, and then I uh, never care what they cost. It never matters.
0: The flip side is, I did royally screw over Jake. I was like, I don't think Ledger Shredder's going to be that good. You shouldn't buy him.
1: Nope. <laughs> I oh, was wrong about that. That card Holy just crap. got more expensive every week, <laughs> yep. didn't it? The good news is, I no one plays it in Reanimator. It turns out it didn't, it didn't splash into the one deck I'd want it in. But uh, yeah, it turns out that, de- that card just got more expensive every single week for like yeah. two months
0: hasn't even been seeing a ton of play in it modern. Doesn't. Has it doesn't.
1: It doesn't see a lot of play anywhere. It sees, so like, I know. I was right about it. Yeah, we, we were
0: see... both right. It it's it's sees an... play in Pioneer. Some. In the In the decks it sees play. So you've got Phoenix. The problem is Phoenix isn't good in the meta right no. now. No. But it
1: absolutely sees play yep. in that one deck. It absolutely sees play in arguably one of the better decks in modern, the Murktide deck. And it sees play sometimes in Delver. Right. You know what, you know what sees play in all those decks and more? Unlicensed hearse. Right. And it costs half as much.
0: This is a world's longest tangent.
1: <laughs> that was a long one. Yeah. So anywho, seventh place is doomsday. <laughs> no, we had, had Blackburn Reanimator. The deck awesome. about it. I know. It's basically stock. Yeah.
0: That, like I said, that's uh that's what um it's got the Serenities. That's the yeah, card that's we were, we're talking, talking about as yeah. one of the good white cards. And again, there's stuff like Sarah's Emissary and Iona that are also good white cards that are run as one ofs in one deck. I mean, it's got to the point where Reanimator doesn't even run Elish Norn. Guess why would you? I mean, Archon of Cruelty is just better than Elish Norn, in yeah, yeah. my opinion. Like, other than, like, specifically Elves, yep. why would you—there's You, you don't, there's no go wide.
1: In every, uh, against every other deck, bar none— Archon is such a much more impactful card. Yeah, and is just way
0: better against elves.
1: That's true. Yep. It's just, cool, pro green. Yeah, here, yeah, the game is over. Yeah. You can't, I mean, pro you can't cast...
0: Yeah. Shriek Maul does change that a little bit, but I mean, now we're really getting into the weeds. Yeah. We're like, cool. If they Good Shriek luck. Maul your Iona... Go
1: find Yeah, go find it. Because you can't green sun it out. Oh nope. You can't natural order it out. Nope. You've got a
0: two of, maybe, in your slide board. Good luck. Yeah. So... There are a couple answers to Iona now that basically Murktide has popped back up, so you need ways to kill big creatures. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I mean, otherwise it was back like a year ago, Iona was like, huh, there's nothing in my deck I can cast. Nope. So can I win on the board yep. against the 7-7 seven, seven an
1: Elv- I've got an Elvish Mystic and a Wirewood Symbiote. That's not enough. I don't think it's going to happen.
0: So, anywho, Doomsday, Doomsday, seventh place. Uh, We got Doomsday again. So, this is a less green list. By a lot. Um, by quite a bit. Um, As in
1: there's no green.
0: So, we've got two Edge of Autumns. <laughs> that that card's basically, I don't want to say never going to get cast, but the odds of Edge of Autumn getting cast are like 1 in 100 games. Like, it's it's in there so you can cycle. Yeah. All your last card.
1: I mean, is there even... I guess you have lotus petals, but there's we don't even have green. Yeah, like it's not does
0: the deck the card's not designed to yeah, get cast.
1: We can't produce green mana. So
0: it's not a green deck in my opinion. Yeah. Um as opposed to the other one which had several. Yeah, for sure. Um we've got uh the main looks fairly typical. Uh grief is about the only thing that you don't see as nearly as no, often. No, it's
1: definitely a bit of a different uh creature to see in there. There's usually uh force Sometimes four Wraiths. more wraiths, and no griefs, and yeah. a couple griefs is interesting.
0: Yeah, just kind of clear the way for your combo. A little I guess. bit of free hand disruption. Yeah, yeah.
1: When you spent, you spent, the, you spent four or five turns getting ready for that turn, getting to open up with a free thought seize. I mean, yeah. it's, it's very powerful.
0: Yeah, because especially you're you're trying to get one spell to resolve. Yeah. And forcing it through with no mana yep. input. I mean, I
1: mean, grief is essentially an extra force of will. Yeah. Basically. Yep. And it's pro. And it's a proactive force. It's a proactive You don't force have to involved. wait
0: till, you don't have. You can clear the way, and if the way's not clear, yeah, just wait. You just wait.
1: Yeah, that's the thing about the. Inf- I guess I've talked about, and it's not legal, obviously. And I, I play cards you shouldn't play, but like I, like I'm tempted to play surgical extraction a lot, just for the information. Like to life to know their hand isn't isn't that bad, right? When you're depending on what deck you're playing, that's such good information to have.
0: Yep, I mean that's. That's The fact that it replaced itself is what got Gitaxian. Well, yeah. the fact that it replaced itself and cost no mana, because yeah. Peak is also a card that just cost a blue and yeah, no, one, and no plays one plays it. Yeah, no one plays that. Um, but the, so the, like the, for,
1: the for free part is the important part there.
0: Yeah. Um, that's what got Gitaxian banned though. So uh, Sideboards, we do not have a transformational sideboard. No. This is, again, just more cards. This is
1: the one Sheldred, which yeah, uh, Eternal Glory Podcast sucked Sheldred's dick pretty hard. I'm not saying they're wrong, they're all, uh, Bryant Cook, Bryant Koval, and, uh, Phil Gallagher are exceptional magic players, but I think they were a little too overexcited on Sheldred in this deck. I, I think they were a little too overexcited for a 4-mana four 4-5, four or 4-mana four 4-4, four four, whatever it is.
0: What do they like about it in Doomsday?
1: Uh, it was a, it's a transformational style card to them, and so they were talking about one of the lists we saw where they were, they were running two or three Sheldreds in the side, and they were... The, the it's meant to be a transformational game plan where you're bringing that in because traditionally, and they're correct about this, traditionally against Doomsday, you cite out all your removal because there's no reason to remove anything. Yep. And then so once they stick a Sheldred, it's incredibly difficult to remove, it has great inevitability, and you can't look for answers for it mm-hmm. because you can't cantrip. Yeah. And all those things are true, I just, it's a four mana permanent. Yeah. And I just have a hard time you convincing me that In a world with days, force of will, I guess in fairness, that's it. Those ones are going to hit days and force of will, Um, and unholy heat. That like you're going to go all in on a four mana permanent, and like they were really excited about it, and it's it's good. They were just a little, a little more excited about than I would be. Yeah,
0: yeah, I could, I can see, like I could see that being the case when you were running a full transformational sideboard.
1: Yeah, this wasn't. They were talking. About, they weren't talking about a yeah. one-up for sure. But like, as part of a full package, where you're like, I'm taking out Doomsday and I'm pivoting into this. It might not have been transformational. They were calling it a, like a sideboard yeah. juke, so mm-hmm. maybe a little between transformational and, and whatever. But yeah, and that that well, that's that's
0: what I'm saying is like, I disagree with them there. I don't just Doomsday. Like, mm-hmm. you don't need to juke. You're one of the best decks in the format. Yeah,
1: that's. I guess. if
0: you want to try to juke, juke hard and try to and the. Th- one of the things I like about the transformational sideboard is if you play it enough, you start to get wins because people have to ex- respect it, even if you're not playing it anymore. Yeah. So it's one of the ways you can metagame the metagame, where if enough Doomsday players go hard on transformational sideboards, yep. then stop using them, and only some do. And you're like, what is... I have what no do I idea do? what to bring in. What do I do? And then you can just get free wins. Exactly. So, like, I... I mean, Sheldred's cool. I... As a one of in this, I don't know.
1: Like that seems that seems to be a a, a understandable move though to go from It is
0: good against a lot of the cantrips. It's very I mean it shuts off again sixty percent of the format. They were like so like
1: they were making the comparison of like how they they were making the comparison of Sheldred versus a Merktide and how you know Sheldred, if they cast brainstorm, dealt eight damage this turn, and I'm like that's a bad comparison to make because you're saying Sheldred compares to Murktide if they play into it perfectly one time. Right. Whereas Murktide is just an 8-8 forever. Right. Not
0: to mention Murktide cost half of what Cost half people.
1: as much. They stack way better. And there's black pips in this and not blue. There's not blue pips in it. Like, like, I said they were, again, and I will absolutely concede they're way better than Matt and I put together they're very very good magic players I just disagreed with their assessment on how good Sheldred is in Legacy
0: the mistake there that like the mistake I can see is something that it's very easy I've done it before myself so I'm not trying to throw shade they're looking at only upsides
1: yeah it's it was it best case scenario thinking
0: yes and that you have got to get yourself out of that as a magic player yeah and I'm again no one's perfect I'm they're way better than I am they know that already that line of thinking it's like wow think about when children's at its best yeah. and it's like think about it when it's at its
1: well, worst we've talked about this and like the way we evaluate cards and you and I evaluate them differently and I evaluate differently than a lot of people I always cool. look at cards for at their weakest I, I choose the cards in my deck usually when like how's this at its weakest mm-hmm. that's where I want that's where I kind of look at the power level of a card because you can look at power like this card it's most powerful and like Emrakul should be in every deck because Emrakul's one of the most powerful cards ever printed where it's like, okay. oh, I just cast it, take an extra turn, you can't really hardly remove it. But like the downside is it's just it has no text for almost every deck, almost every turn. Yeah. I I I usually value cards at like how bad can this card be? And if its floor isn't too bad, and the ceiling is great, because most cards we're talking about, the ceiling's great. We don't talk about uh Crawl Worm. We're not here to discuss six mana six sixes. Right, like the ceiling's probably great. Is the floor atrocious? Because if it is, I don't really care about it. And like Sheldred, the floor of Sheldred's pretty bad
0: in this deck.
1: In this deck, yes. And it's like the shell of Emrakul is, or the floor of Emrakul is pretty bad, unless you're playing Show and Tell or Cloudpost. Or Cloudpost. Then that floor gets jacked up quite a bit higher, and it's not as bad. And that's mm-hmm. that's the thing is like you know the the floor of Grizzlebrand's pretty fucking bad. Unless you're playing a specific deck to take advantage of it, and so this deck is not designed to take advantage of Sheldred, even if it had three of them it's good, but like i that's why I wouldn't be as interested in running it. I'm also not a doomsday player, so i'm I could be just wrong, but that's how I evaluate those kinds of cards, yeah we've been talking I don't know
0: why you just wouldn't want a, another Ley line. he's only got one on the side.
1: We've been talking for too long.
0: that's what we're here to do. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, eighth place, rounding out the top eight. We'll get our you know 45 minute section of legacy done today. Although to be fair, you know, I wasn't here last week. So no,
1: yeah, gotta catch up.
0: Gotta catch up. Uh we've got
1: Mono Red Prison. I think last week it was more like an hour long total.
0: Gotcha. Well, that's about half. Yep, yeah.
1: about half. <laughs> um
0: so this is let's see, we've got Rabble Masters and War Bosses. So we're back to the goblin suite of the more traditional Ugh. lists. Uh Simeon Spirit Guides. We've still have the uh take the initiative card the caves of chaos uh adventure dumb to take live. the
1: initiative card everyone keeps trying to convince me initiative isn't that bad it's initiative is good and it's like i've read the initiative i've read the dungeon that it takes you to it's okay at best if you get a couple initiatives i don't no. it's it's a four mana five three guys i can see it in this because it cheats on mana because i
0: look at that and i see a two mana five three that generates value every turn and where, do you, presume, where,
1: are you, where are you getting two extra mana out of it Oh, because you get to run Ancient Tomb?
0: Because you're running a lot of, like, free mana stuff. Okay, okay, okay. So it's the same thing as, like, you know, you in Mono Red Prison, almost no other deck would pay three mana for a 2-2 in Legacy, Yeah. except Mono Red Prison, Okay. it doesn't play fair on mana. I see what you mean there. So, like,
1: like tri- I don't look... costs two most of the time. Right.
0: Effectively. I see that's what you when mean. they're actually casting it. Okay. So, like, I look at Caves of Chaos Adventure as a two mana or a three mana spell. Because it effectively cheats on mana, and it ends the game quick enough that the ancient tomb or city of traitors downsides don't really matter. Okay, and it does end the game very quickly. Yeah, doing it for five with trample. Yep. Five with trample. The initiative thing does matter. The big thing on the initiative, the one that really messes things up in popper a lot, is there's one. I, I think it's only one or two down, where um, you put like two or three plus one plus one counters on a creature you control, and with something like that, like when you attack, you yeah. take the initiative. Well, in
1: Popper, it made it made his cards unkillable.
0: Right, and but in this, it goes okay. Well, if I swing twice with this, or whatever it is, I think
1: I think initiative on your upkeep or something. It's, yeah, whenever it happens, it's like the opposite of the other one of uh, what's the Crown monarch. monarch. Yeah, but it
0: is every turn. Yes. It is so when you hit twice with it, or when it when you've taken when you've gone into the dungeon twice, now all of a sudden you've got a
1: seven five. Yeah,
0: so maybe. I mean, it's seeing play consistently. It is seeing
1: play. That's correct. It is seeing play. So I'm just here to tell people that are good at magic that I uh, think I could Monday morning quarterback better. Yeah.
0: I'm just a big fan of, like we discussed a couple weeks ago, just results. Like, yeah, you're, you're not wrong. This card's putting up results consistently. Yep. And that's all it takes for me to go, well, apparently there's something to that. I don't play the deck, but I can look at like why I think it would deserve mm-hmm. its slot. Um, <clears throat> As opposed to modern elves, which <laughs> still has not put up <laughs> results uh, despite aspiring Spike's best efforts.
1: <laughs> I, there's not enough people playing it. There's just not yeah. enough people playing it. it. Takes a critical mass of people playing it to spike a challenge because you gotta get lucky too. Yeah,
0: you do. Um, <clears throat> got a little frog in my throat. The rest of the deck looks pretty similar, or pretty uh, similar to the rest of the the list prison we deck see around. See. Yep. So you got Chalice, Chrome Chromax, Unlicensed uh Trinisphere, Blood Moon, Fable, the Mirror Breaker, all that kind of stuff. Excuse
1: uh, me? Are Chrome Moxes $300 for a playset? Looks okay. like it. Wow, I sold mine for like 30 bucks a piece. That's unfortunate. Can't win them all. Now, I did sell them for Force. I did trade them up into Force of Wills, and no, I get way more use out of them, but like that kind of hurts.
0: See, That's why you just, if you don't need a card and don't own it, you stop looking at the price. And once you own yeah. it, you also stop looking You're at the right. price. <laughs> this is just because you could do the same thing with a bunch of cards that you bought yeah. for 10 bucks and now they're 40. But it, it it does suck when you're like, man, I used to I Yeah. I'm I've been there. Oh well. Yep. So, uh sideboard Magus of the Moon, Dead and Gone, Fiery Confluence, Lay Line of the Void, and uh Chandra Awakened for uh Inferno. The, we've the seen six all man, this stuff. The 6 man
1: uncountable one.
0: Yeah, we've seen all this stuff before. So, a fairly stock list for like a slightly older list cuz the the past few that we've looked at um been an hour, had like <laughs> some like two or three of like weirder creatures other than yeah. the two goblins. Uh, but we've just got kicking it old school with the rabble master and the uh war boss and beating face with goblins. Yep, best yep. goblin deck in legacy, best yeah. goblin deck in legacy. So that's our top eight. Uh, you'll notice there was only one blue red delver in the top eight. That's pretty cool. The, the other eight blue, blue red, red delvers <laughs> delver <laughs> <laughs> in the top 32, um, that comprising be, nah, 28 no, no, that can't be right, two
1: it's only nine percent.
0: Well, maybe by 9%, they meant nine of the top 32. Th- that And it was makes just sense. a typo.
1: That makes clearly sense. Clearly, they
0: had an intern write that uh, ban announcement because she's like, copy oh, and what in? are some new cards that may or may not be legacy playable? Layline binding. Seems right. Put it in there. Oh,
1: man.
0: So we've got uh, 28 point. 1, 2%, 9 of the top 32 is Blue, Red,
1: Delver. Legacy seems
0: fine. Uh, other, which I think is actually just four-color control Most lists. Most of those four-color
1: control lists.
0: Well, I think there's literally four four-color controls, so I think it's all of it. So I, I'm pretty sure that's the case. So we've got four four-color control lists, three Doomsday, three Mono Red Prison, two Cloud Post. Nice. So Cloud Post is overrepresented in the top eight quite a bit. Two Reanimator, and then a bunch of one-ofs. Uh, one Elves. Let's see what kind of Elves deck that is. Testacular, so let's see what one. kind of list he's running so we do have fiend artists and elves with elvish spirit guide
1: <laughs> hey it's the new stock elves guys <laughs>
0: <clears throat> so this one's got put Al- your dick back in your pants we're now new stock elves just dropped allosaurus shepherds so there's we're down to three there elvish mystic reclaimer fendhorn land so a lot of a opposition lot of agent elves. yeah opposition agent i've seen bounce around a couple times <laughs> Guys, yeah. it's
1: Maverick. You're just playing Maverick, and it's fine. You're playing Maverick, but you're playing Maverick.
0: Well, this one, this one does actually have a decent number of elves in it. It's still just, got wirewood. Yeah, and just bad Disney. ones. It's just got. He's basically trimmed down the numbers as opposed to four ofs, and then thrown in some like toolboxy stuff. Still not a uh, glimpse of nature deck.
1: Oh man, that's so you don't so have funny. nettle
0: sentinel and heritage druid and query and ranger to, like combo off fast. What oh. do I know? What do you know? I'm the one who's been saying it. I called it right away as soon as I saw I that know. stuff. Yeah. That's that's been a, a running joke on our Discord. Oh yeah, it has. Anywho, uh most played cards, brainstorm 59%, Force of Will 59%, Ponder 56%, 56%. Express Federation 41%, and Days at
1: 38%. That's hilarious. Yeah.
0: So, uh top creatures, Tide, Delver, DRC, Endurance. So blue red delver. Blue Red Delver, Blue Red and Delver. And then card that's good against Blue Red Delver. And then, and, then, and then four color control yep. and then some other shenanigans uh top spells brainstorm force will ponder expressive iteration days so decent looking top eight yeah absolutely uh,
1: well, uh, very, very combo, combo heavy weapon.
0: but yeah. not not too bad yeah but i mean it's even like eh, i'm not upset to see doomsday or Reanimator nope. once in a while like
1: at least for sure
0: yeah i kind of i used to hate show and tell because I look at Show and Tell as like the mouth breather kind of deck.
1: No, it's, it's they're apes. There's there's known vernacular. They're yeah, apes,
0: know, but um, I kind of miss it. And I do. I, I'm a little nostalgic
1: for Show and Tell. <laughs> Can someone please cheat out Emmercool? Anything's better than Merktide.
0: Right. So uh, yeah, that's Legacy for the weekend.
1: So Modern, we have a pretty cool looking challenge on Sunday. I'm pretty excited to talk about this. We've got a couple burn decks. We've got Zoo. We've got Omnath still here, so kind of, kind of making me eat, eat, eat Crow a little bit, and bringing it home in first place with a head, dude, or is it a dude or a dude? Eh-Hey. 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 Yeah. Uh, Azorius control, a list that I'm a big fan of. We don't see nearly as often. It used to be a, quite a bit stronger, and just hasn't been lately. It's just been really in the sidelines. This is your four Solitude, uh, one Kahira as the as the companion, eight Planeswalkers, so you have four of the three Fairy, and then Jace, which seems iffy in my opinion, and then two of the five Fairy, uh, the same spells as always, bunch of, a couple of board wipes, a bunch of counter magic, and some card draw and removal, two Chalice, which chalices, is, again, ever since, um, especially in modern, ever since Prismatic Ending came out, Chalice has just been real risky. Um because you really can only use it against cascade decks. So when cascade's good, it's everywhere. But right now, like cascade hasn't been everywhere. So bringing it in for uh, these lower, just lower CMC decks is pretty risky because you're going to be looking at putting two to four mana into it, and it gets answered for one.
0: So you know my take on that. Well, so I think this guy metagame this perfectly. So this is the first challenge. I was not here for the ban announcement. Uh. You've now heard my thoughts about the legacy <laughs> announcement.
1: Oh, I went pretty crazy on it.
0: The modern announcement, I, I don't really care in the sense that I don't. It didn't really seem like modern needed a ban. But uh, fuck companions, so I'm not sad to see him go either. Yeah. So like, if they banned literally every companion, I'd be like, woohoo, and then we'd move on and figure out what the format should actually look like. Uh-huh. Uh So that's a. This my you know 30 second take on the modern ban. I think this guy went. You know what's usually good right after a ban? Combo. Burn oh you think burn aggro is always good after yeah
1: i guess i was like i was thinking something like after a ban i was thinking after a ban everything shook it shaken up fast combo that's what i was thinking well fast
0: combo is also good basically you want to be aggressive as hell yeah that's what those chalices are in there for look at burns <laughs> this goblin guide monastery Swift fair lava spike lightning bolt <laughs> like yeah, you're not wrong. bunch of one ofs and then you combine that with like the solitudes prismatic endings like this deck is
1: supreme verdict hey, here's your ley line bindings with four the... bindings hey leyline binding is gonna be good in modern oh I... for sure 100%. The, the deck the, the format without wasteland leyline binding's got some freaking legs
0: he's got celestial perch in the side the remove that? target black or red permanent from the game two mana instant
1: oh you remember what you remember why that became legacy playable not off the top of my head clothis Remember yep, yep. in the, uh, the Oko uh, era, mm-hmm. it was Rug Delver and Rug okay. Delver ran Clothis, and once they stuck a Clothis, the there was game nothing. was over. Yeah, people started running Celestial Purge to fight it. So,
0: that like I was looking at this list. I'm like, this guy planned on showing up and beating Burn.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah That's a very good point, and it, and it did its job. And just aggro in general, yep. like aggressive decks.
0: Because, like, that's that's what you kind of do. Because, mm-hmm. like, the format's kind of shaken up. And so what people, typically speaking, do is they kind of, like, dial it back to what they know is good. They return to baseline. Mm-hmm. And especially with, like, with Yorion and Omnath being put on, like, Yorion's, you know, band. But that kind of puts Omnath on its back foot a little bit. Uh-huh. So it doesn't have that, like, brutal inevitability that it had. All of a sudden, Burn now is feasible. Because you've just got, like, Omnath... I mean, against a, just a traditional aggro deck, like either Burn or something like Zoo or something like that, even like I was playing it against uh, at the shop with like my, uh, Pioneer Elves, and it was just like, you it's so hard to beat a 4 4 that gains you four life every turn. Yeah. like It's, it's hard to win that race. It's very hard to win that race. Well, now he's not going to be nearly as prevalent. Uh huh. And so people start sleeving up Lightning Bolt. <laughs> I shouldn't say lightning bolt because everybody plays lightning bolt. People start sleeving up lightning helix again. Yeah, <laughs> and start going to the face.
1: Yeah, if they, I mean if obviously this is a one off, and what you say makes sense, but if burn gets a little more prevalent, I'd love to see that. I'd love to see burn a little more playable again. Yeah. Oh yeah, the four bindings, dress downs, um, sideboard has another chalice, some vetoes, more dress downs. What's this? Hallowed moonlight. Oh, I never seen that before. So hallowed moonlight is like a two mana instant contain or er, it's a containment priest. Yeah. But it cycles. So until the end of turn, if a creature would enter the battlefield and it wasn't cast, exile it instead and draw a card.
0: It's tokens too, which is unusual. A lot of them oh, say like that's
1: true. Because yeah, a containment I don't know priest if that's is non token. But um
0: does hit living in pretty
1: hard. Oddly enough, would have been a lot better if uh, Yoran was still in the format. Yep.
0: Uh, hits living end, hits crashing footfalls
1: yep. with the uh, the rhino thing. Yeah, I didn't think about that. <clears throat> Getting tokens is huge.
0: Yeah, and uh, especially with Chalice of the Void, you've got a ton against between Chalice of the Void and that, and uh-huh. not to mention just the fact that you've got a bunch of permission they have to deal with. Um, probably really good against Cascade.
1: So second place we have Domain Zoo and Emperor. Our dude wrote a small book on the evolution of kind of uh countercat that's kind of turned into domain with these hyper-efficient threats and domain-style cards. Uh, I'm not going to read all of it to you, obviously, but like, I'll it, definitely grab some of this and put it onto the uh, onto the Reddit post, because it's a good read, and it seemed like, a as someone who wasn't there for it, but reading through it, it seemed like a, a decent, comprehensive rundown of what happened in that era. But what we had today is Domain Zoo, and obviously, this is one of the things he said, like obviously the biggest thing Domain got was a full set of ten Triums because now we've gone from having to take three turns to get Domain to easily doing it in two yep. every time no matter what. To take advantage of that, you got Territorial Kavu, but this new one, Nishaba Brawler, which is kind of just like another Kavu, um, it, does it, it becomes a 5-3, not a 5-5, but it also has Trample. Yeah. And that's maybe better. Your your territorial Kavu doesn't get eaten by a 1-1 every turn. But Kavu also has all these other abilities to, like, you know, discard a card, draw a card, it's pretty strong, or exile cards from Graveyard. So, hard to say which one's, like, legit better. But you you get, you get two 2-mana two 5-5s, five or 5-Xs. Sign of Draco, which is, I'm, I'm kind of... Okay, a lot of what I am saying, just said and is, has said now, uh, I recognize the Emperor said it, and so Emperor, pat yourself on the back, I'm kind of copying you a little bit. Um, but yeah, Sign of Draco, another another cheap-ass 4-4, uh, four, four, uh, Wild and the Cattle, because it's a cheap-ass 3-3, three, three, and Ragavan, because it's Ragavan.
0: Yep. I would probably rather have the Territorial Kabu, uh, mainly just because it's got more than three toughness and... Dying to Bolt is... Yeah. Being Bolt-proof probably goes a long way. I know like there's bolt-proof. unholy heat and whatnot that can still tag it, but a Lightning Bolt, if we look at the... There's
1: probably still two to one Bolts yeah. to...
0: Well, Lightning Bolt's in over half the decks. It's yeah. the most played uh, card in the format. That's a and very least good least in this point. top 32. Yeah, that... But it doesn't mean the other's not worth running. Yeah. It's
1: just... More than three is pretty is pretty important. Yeah. Speaking of which, four Lightning Bolts, sovereign Denials, uh, Dramoka's Command. I don't think I've seen this card in a long time. So Selesnya for prevent all damage, target instant or sorcery would deal this turn. Target player sacrifices an enchantment, put a plus one, plus one counter on target creature. Hey, so my brawler won't die. Yep. And target creature you control fights a creature you don't control. So for two mana, you get to choose two of those. What do you think about that? Is that a good card? Two mana fight spell and pump? Two mana prevent... It's a,
0: certainly a flexible
1: card. Like two mana counter... Uh, whatchamacallit, counter a lightning bolt and fight? Yeah, I don't know. Um, it's a one-of. It's it's I mean, it's a one-of. The
0: the fight would probably go pretty well. It rem, like With your main beaters, it's going to hit uh, most of the format, especially if you plus one, plus one at first. So you're looking at, like, Cyan of Draco's now a 5-5. Five, five. You've got a 6-6 six, six territorial kavu and a 6-4 uh, brawler. So, like, that's oh, going to yeah. kill most things if you plus one. Because if I remember correctly, it, it, it goes in order. Yes. So, it goes plus one, plus one, then you fight.
1: They resolve top to bottom. Yes. Um, so, yeah, it, it is ordered correctly on the card that you'll get to pump before yeah. you fight.
0: So, like, that's going to take out most of the four. That's true. That's a good point. So, like, that's not a bad. It's pr- whether or not it's the right card for this slot, I don't know the deck well enough yeah. to make that call. Well, probably no one does. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I mean that's and that's why it's one of it's yeah. hey what do I want in this slot I don't really know I'll pick a very
1: flexible yeah, card we'll and this. see if it's any good, um, can I interest you in how about uh, two mana for five damage to any target
0: Oh I've been playing Tribal Flames for a long time that card's old <laughs> yeah. if I remember correctly it's uh I want to say Apocalypse
1: Yeah so four Tribal Flames obviously because in this deck it literally is two mana for five damage in Pioneer I get to run Shrapnel Blast which is the same thing but you sack an artifact. Holy shit, Shrapnel Blast is terrifying.
0: Uh-huh. Yep. We used to do that. So, so if you want to kick it super old school, there was Goblin Grenade. Sacrifice a Goblin, one red, deal five damage. Pretty good. Then they printed Shrapnel Blast, and we we're like, holy crap, you don't have to run crappy goblins. Nope. <laughs> Just any artifact. Yeah. Like Shrapnel Blast. So many games ended when Mirrodin was, was in Standard with... uh." Shrapnel blast, shrapnel blast. It'd be like swing with you know yeah. whatever. Shrapnel blast, shrapnel blast. Get him to
1: eight, get him to ten. Ding, dead. Yeah. I did that to Eli in in, uh, in round one. He was sitting at like sitting at like nine, and he's like, I guess all thought sees you. And I was like, cool. Shrapnel blast you down to four. Thought sees down to two. Yep.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, invasion. That's the uh, okay.
1: And then for Leyland binding again. I mean, because like uh, absolutely Leyland binding it's probably the reason domain exists. Leyland Binding is one of the best cards in this deck by a lot.
0: hmm Absolutely.
1: Uh, more Jamoka's Command to the side, actually, interestingly. Enough. he likes that. Hidatsugu makes... Hidatsugu, interestingly... Actually, interesting too much, but odd that you're running the two Hidatsugu because it hits... Um, most of your deck? Most of your deck. It hits eight of your permanents. I mean, that's not most, I guess, but it hits a lot of your permanents. Yeah. Uh, and then just some other good answers, like Force of Vigor and Fury and whatnot. Third place... Uh, the new King of the Hill this week, in terms of meta breakdown, we've got Rakdos Midrange, one of the decks that people were kind of expecting a ban in Pioneer that we didn't get. So,
0: so this is a scam list, right?
1: This is your scam list. So Grief and Fury, and then like 10 ways to make it not die. So things like Undying Evil, Malachir Rebirth, Feign Death, all that shit. Um, other than that, like so once you get past that, like that, the fury, grief, the the real cheese part of the deck. You just have some really efficient creatures like Ragavan, Dothi, and Kroxa, and then all the good stuff you'd run in Rakdos like Lightning Bolt, like Thoughtseize, Terminates, shit like that. You get to, you get to run three Blood Moon. Um, I'll be I'm eager to see what happens with those Blood Moons. With, in my opinion, I think four and five color just is gonna trickle down into not non-existence, but it's going to trickle down a lot in the coming weeks. We'll see those Blood Moons stay at that full three of. Because there are, Blood Moon hits a lot of decks in Modern for sure, but there's not nearly as many decks that fold to it mm-hmm. as there once were. Fourth and fifth, Boros Burn. And I don't see any card in here that was printed less than like three to five years ago, except Secure the Critics.
0: Yeah, there's like Fiery Islet
1: because we absolutely <laughs>
0: Canyon From Modern Horizons 1. We
1: absolutely refuse to print good burn cards anymore. Well,
0: they kind of painted themselves into a corner with Lightning Bolt. Yeah, like, yeah. you can't make a better Lightning Bolt. It's already the best card in the yeah, you format. Got
1: Lightning Bolt, you got Lava Spike, you got Chain Lightning. <laughs> what do you do now? Right. But yeah, uh not seeing much new there and then hopping into the second Boros burn list, uh I don't see anything. I it looks almost I mean, the exact list- same.
0: Yeah, the lists are almost identical.
1: Yep, and there's it's like just, a it's, skull crack. It's and kind of one of those things, difference. like you said. We always talk about how, like, you know, we, we will burn right through a, a cascade list because what are you gonna put in there? There's the 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 cascade decks build themselves kind of, and burn decks kind of build themselves too. There's a, there's some flavor to be chosen in like how many lightning helixes versus Skullcracks you're running, but these decks just build themselves. You put in the you put in the twenty lightning bolts you can run between like skewer rift bolt. Lava Spike, Lightning Bolt, and then once you get done with those, you you fill out the last little bit with what you feel like. But yeah, nothing nothing crazy special there.
0: I will say there was a there was a window where Burn wasn't running a lot of Searing Blaze. Yeah, and I was always disappointed because that's one of my favorite cards as far as Burn goes. Yep. When you can fetch Searing Blaze something that feels yep. so good. Problem with when Searing Blaze can... is
1: if they just stop casting creatures, it's just dead. Oh yeah, it
0: is, and like it's definitely one of those things that in the wrong matchup you take out and you side it out or whatever but like if you can nuke an elf yep like <laughs> the two for one is a little ridiculous it is because it's in most games like like doming someone for three at the start of the game is like one of the worst things you can do yeah in magic except when it's just tacked on to killing, on their killing creature. a creature and and that's exactly what you wanted to do Enough. with that that is li- like yeah. The best virtual card advantage as far as an, as a, as far as an example of it as you could get where it's like, yeah, I literally just wanted to cast another lightning bolt and this just lets me do
1: it. Yeah. It's awesome.
0: It's one it's, it's so fun card. to do.
1: I mean, think about how think about the turn order of like turn 1, you know, Mountain Lightning Bolt go and then you're like, uh Mountain Ragavan and I'm like, cool, fetch land searing blaze, lightning bolt, lightning bolt. Right. Your turn.
0: You don't well. You don't lose that tempo from like having to kill your creatures because that's that's what you don't like. Sometimes you have to, and yep. you have to be smart about yep. it. And that's one of the most difficult things about burn, in my opinion, is what you kill and what you don't. But this just removes the choice. It's I'm gonna kill that, and yeah. I'm still gonna dome you for three.
1: Yeah, it's very good. It's a very cool card. Uh, sixth place, grinding station. So hey, someone else does play Ledger Shredder, as it yeah, turns right, out. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And they have gone down in price. It has, yeah, a little bit. I just noticed that. So we're down to was that down to
0: twenty, a little under twenty. Twenty bucks a piece. So this is only a three of.
1: Yeah, because that's you know, what was it? It was getting to twenty five thirty. Now we're back down to twenty. Um Hold it. <laughs> <laughs> I did too. I never thought that I never, I never thought that card was amazing. It's good. good. I don't think it's amazing. Uh so this deck is just it's abusing um underworld breach, thoss's oracle, and grinding station. The ability and a shit ton of zero mana artifacts like Mistress yeah. Bobble and Mox Amber to play your entire deck, mill your entire deck, and then slam a Thassa's Oracle to win the game. And then if that's not going to work, you do have Ledger Shredder and Ragavan to. Uh, Which
0: Ledger Shredder is going to be huge in this. Ledger type.
1: Shredder gets huge. You've got to to help secure your combo. Plenty of you got you got decent removal with Unholy Heats and some of the best card draw printed recently with Expressive Iteration. It's a it's a, it, this is a pretty cool deck. This says I will say, getting to play Underworld Breach. I never played it in Legacy. I missed that little section. I wasn't playing. For you that, weren't playing that, that particular deck that month. Yeah, that month. <laughs> um, getting to play it, I played a bit in Twiddlestorm in Modern. Playing Underworld Breach absolutely feels like cheating. Uh huh. It just feels like I, I played I, I played Twiddlestorm. I don't play this, but in Twiddlestorm you get to play uh, Ideas Unbound. And I'll tell you what, once you cast the same Ideas Unbound for the fourth time... Pretty cool. ...really feels like you're just cheating. Yep. But <laughs> I just get to keep recasting this stupid fucking thing from the graveyard. Oh, man, that card, like, it makes me want to play this deck because just Underworld, just playing Underworld Breach does not feel fair, because it's not. Yeah. Turns out Yawgmoth's Will for two was a mistake. Pretty good. Pretty good. <laughs> Pretty good. And then the sideboard, I don't see anything uh super out of place. It is kinda interesting here. We do have one Shadow Spear, which is very good in the aggro matchups.
0: And we do have four Urza Saga in the main.
1: And four Urza Saga in the main to go get it out. So when that Ledger Shredder does become a four four six or four seven, whatever, and you need to start getting back in this game, going and getting a shadow spear and either having a blocker to hold back or just gaining four to eight a turn. That's what you need, and that's like I've done that strategy a lot in Pioneer with some aggro decks. Where in the side, I'll put one or two Shadow Spears just for the aggro mirror because that's a mirror breaker. Where when someone yeah. gets to go turn one creature, turn two Shadow Spear, and now I'm gaining two or, th- two or three life a turn and you're not, it's unwinnable in, an, in just a straight aggro mirror. Mm-hmm. Uh, so seventh place, I haven't looked at this yet. We have this five color Omnath list, so we're not running um Yorion. Because that would be illegal. So instead, we don't have any of the uh, elemental package. It's all gone. Right. I mean, we're like, this actually just looks like a primetime deck that runs Omnath. Because that's basically what it is, isn't it? Like two Grazer, two Dryads. We have the Furies and the three Omnaths, and then four primetimes. And then the we have Valakets in, in the land base, um, all the Triomes. That makes sense. We don't have. Why the fuck are we running dwarven mine? In what world are we running dwarven mine? It's um, a mountain, I guess. <laughs> no idea why that's there.
0: Manage the battlefield untapped. Create a one-one dwarf token.
1: Yeah. So I mean, like this is a this is a prime time scape shift deck. So when you see this and it says five color omnath, I disagree. This yeah. is not five-color Omnath. This does not breathe life into what Omnath was, the five-color list that no, you built. No, this is just Scape Shift. This is five-color Scape Shift. And maybe Omnath wasn't a part of Scape Shift decks before. I think it was. This is just five-color Scape Shift. So don't be an idiot, uh, Goldfish. Also, for Leyline Binding, do you think Leyline Binding will get banned in Modern? Because we've seen like 25 copies in the top eight. I hope not. 20 uh, copies, maybe. 20 the copies. fact of the
0: matter is... like. We need some answers to some of the bullshit that modern cards are throwing around, yep. and I don't think having domain to make a card good,
1: man, I don't an, know an
0: answer good that
1: can also be answered relatively easily. That's the that's the saving grace is it can be answered relatively easily because domain when they printed the Triomes, don't don't with fetches with fetches domain is not a challenge anymore.
0: It's not a challenge, but it is still a cost, and hitting it on turn two means running untapped or tapped lands two turns in a row in a there's, very aggressive there format. is
1: there is a combination of sh- like a you shock land, and a shock and like, a thing but yeah you're right like there's a very real cost to running There is them. a cost that's true it's not it isn't anything that it was four years ago but yeah. there is there is still i agree there is still a cost
0: so i would if i had to say yes or no right now will it get banned my, i would err on no um it is a very powerful card though we yeah. talked about it when it was printed. Like, hey, this card's really good in modern pioneer. Yeah. Um, so like, you know, it's it's something I would watch out for. Just keep an eye on that card. Like, it's an incredibly powerful card once you get that do- domain online. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's it's just a matter of I whether... maintain
1: it's one of the most powerful removal spells ever printed. Yeah. And I, I ceiling wise, yeah. I draw the comparison very closely with Swords to Shares, which probably is the most powerful Removal spell ever printed, and this card is when you make domain happen is very very close. Yeah, and that's terrifying.
0: Eighth place, rounding it out, we do have one little... of the funny things is if I remember correctly, it Never answers mind. itself, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, like, you can leyline binding we can, there. Leyline binding can get into these stupid mental misstep things. It's yeah. Where, like the best answer for leyline binding is to run triumphs and run. Leiline so you do you don't
1: ever play standard, right? No, I haven't. There's played a card standard in standard called Lord brutal Cathar. Of... Yeah, it's a three mana creature that ETBs and basically O rings a creature. Yep. And they're – it's in the mirror. Do they over each other all the time? Yeah, all the time. And so it becomes who Who – whoever cast one. Whoever casts Brutal Cathar first loses. Yeah. Because my Brutal Cathar will take your Brutal Cathar. Then yours takes mine, giving you back your Brutal Cathar. And then mine takes yours, giving me back my Brutal Cathar.
0: That's so stupid.
1: Yeah. Well, that's it,
0: where we're at, huh?
1: Sometimes. It's not. Yeah. The, the good news is Mono White's not very good in standard right now, but there for a while, Mono White was pretty good. Mono White was one of the best, and that happened a lot. <laughs> Just brutal <laughs> catharing back and forth. Yeah. O-ring your O-ring to get my O-ring back to O-ring your O-ring.
0: So, I'm not an expert in this, which is funny, which because of the subject matter I'm about to talk about,
1: but there's this like
0: theory or book or whatever. It's called 10,000 Hours. Yeah. And... The thesis is it takes about ten thousand hours of doing something to master something, right?
1: I always thought the thesis was a little more: doing ten after ten thousand hours, you will master a thing. Anyone, That's what I mean. anyone can master almost anything in ten thousand hours. Correct.
0: Wizards has had thirty fucking years, <laughs> and standard yeah, is
1: still a mess. But no one person has been there for Maro thirty years. Morrow has been
0: around there almost the whole yeah, time. Yeah, well, Morrow's too
1: busy <laughs> jacking his dick off on silver border cards. I
0: know, but like.
1: We're the gonna talk to about the that. The is,
0: like this, like how is standard after thirty years
1: still a mess? Hey, they did, when
0: that's the only thing they claim to test for.
1: They did ban meat hook massacre, and the black decks got a lot worse in standard. Oh, uh, well, you can go wide around them now, and I mean you that can. makes perfect sense. Well, it's I I I got this. I'm a this from covert go blue because he said it and kind of made it make sense in my head. But the idea that meat hook massacre curved into um. Invoke despair so well, yeah. Because Meat Hook Naskar effectively wipes the board. Yep,
0: black black X. The X is one kills the cheap stuff. Then, then you, you would,
1: invoke next turn, yeah. and they either have one creature or no. They just have no creatures at that point. You've you've cleaned them up, and now you're drawing a lot of cards, and yeah. now it's a lot worse.
0: But yeah, the just the idea that after thirty years there are even bands in standard is I know. dumb. Like I know, it's so stupid. You've had yeah. your ten thousand hours, guys. Yep. <laughs> like. Just stop it's, doing the stupid. Sh- and it's always the same thing, almost always. Obviously, Meat Hook Massacre is a little unique of a situation. Turns out you
1: shouldn't make board wipes game like, life.
0: Half the cards that get banned and minimum break one of like a couple rules where they draw too many cards. Fund- Fundamentally, what they do is they cost too few, too little mana.
1: Like yep, almost every card it is. is,
0: it's got some weird cost. It's production. just too pushed. It's too pushed. Uh, there's And then there's the other half, which are, like, two-card combos.
1: Yeah. The other thing about Brutal Cathar that I'd tell you about. So, it's a day-night card. So, when it goes to night, it's just, like, a 4-4 with, like, ward pay three life, mm-hmm. which is whatever. But if it flips back... You do it again. You do it again. So, when you get to the late game, if you can slam a Cathar, you know, you take their one thing. They top deck a land. It flips to night. You can cast two spells. It flips back.
0: <laughs> take whatever else. Take
1: uh, take another permanent. or I know, It might only be creatures. No, it might... No, it's oh, it might be crazy. I can't remember, but yeah, you guys get these cycles where like you're constantly flipping it back and forth, and yep, you can run uh, what's the celest- the celestial whatever that you can pay three mana to flip day and night. Oh, yep. So you can pay three mana to o-ring something. Good lord,
0: like figure shit out, wizards. <laughs>
1: yeah. Anyway, so. Eighth place, Living End. Uh, we talked about it earlier, these Living End decks don't really get have much wiggle room. We do have four grief, one subtlety, and a colossal sky turtle in the main. You know what I do every week?
0: I look at these and I go,
1: Ooh, Curator of Mysteries. What's that? And I go, Yep. It's the same because thing. Because I
0: don't know the, the names. Like, I haven't yeah. memorized the names of each of these cycling cards. But I was like, Ooh, is that one new? No. No, it's the same <laughs> it's one it was last week. It's the same one it was last and two week. Two weeks ago. Yep.
1: <laughs> I also looked down and saw Curator of Mysteries. What is that thing? Oh, yeah, it's that. It's the Sphinx. <laughs> uh, but I don't see I don't see I two solities on the side. I don't see anything here. Three ley line of sanctity, which is kind of interesting. So you actually have six ley lines in this. Three of the void, three of the sanctity to give you some of that sweet sweet hex proof, probably to metagame against burn, burn and uh uh because burn does not do very good the, when they uh, have to point their lightning bolt to themselves. Griefs and stuff like and thought the seizes and shit. Yeah, yep, which yep, would yep.
0: very be very good against the stack. I mean, if yep. you can
1: like only one their... card matters.
0: Yeah, well, and that's the thing is like most of
1: their cards are dead. They're trying to get them into the graveyard, anyways. Yep. There are a couple cards that really, really matter. matter. Yeah. Turns out uh, when you sneak in there and grab that Charlotte's agent, the deck gets a lot a little bit worse. That's correct. So, uh, metagame summary we've got. Rakdos mid range at fifteen and a half percent, top of the mid, top of the pack. Uh, it's Ractos scam. Yeah, I was
0: gonna say that's almost assuredly all. Yeah, there, no one could be. But no, like, one's really play, no one's
1: really yeah. playing. No one's really playing Graveyard Trespasser and Liliana, yeah. which would be mid range. Uh, this is Rakdos scam, but that's five or fifteen and a half percent. Then you've got Dredge and Murktide at only nine point four percent with three. And You got a bunch of twos like Domain Zoo, Burn, Omnath, Crashing Footfalls, and Hammer Time Bring It home two. And Rex then a goblins. bunch of ones. This is a very <laughs> wide tournament. Now we are coming off of a Man. banning, so like brand new format. It's that's one of the reasons why last week was a little was a little shorter. Is like I got to modern and I was like I read the top decks and I was like, hey, dead format. Yep,
0: none of this stuff matters. None of this anymore. Stuff matters. But what does matter is goblins. Stop none of this YouTube matters again.
1: that much either. Like this is this will settle out in the coming weeks. Like this is also not a real format. A real meta? Uh,
0: it, I think it matters in the sense that it's nice to see things get tested. Absolutely. Like, it's a playground. Sorry, absolutely. Yeah. But it's
1: not, obviously, it hasn't solidified Yeah, we are like nowhere that. near solidified meta. But uh, having Rakdos Scam come out on top kind of makes sense, too. Rakdos Scam was a, probably a great way to just punish any of grief that. Grief is good
0: against almost anything.
1: Yeah. Trying out new stuff gets punished pretty hard by double fury or double grief. Yep. Most played cards, Lightning Bolt, Ragavan, Expressive Iteration, Fury, and Leyline Binding, Legacy All-Star, and Pillar of the Legacy format. What are the top single Single-handedly fi- <laughs> reducing Delver from ten copies to according nine to copies. Ple- according to Pleasant Kenobi, one of the top five bindings in Legacy. It is. is Leyline Binding.
0: Next up, Earthbind.
1: <laughs> I think it's still banned, isn't it?
0: I have no idea. No.
1: Uh, what pairs with Squirrel's Nest? That's uh, Earthcraft. Earthcraft. That's banned. Which, (laughs) Earth. Infinite squirrels that can't attack is too good. Uh, Top creatures. Who knows, dude? Who knows? Ragavan, Fury, Grief, Dothy, Dragon Rage Channeler, MH2 Tribal. And top spells, Lightning Bolt, Expressive Iteration, Leyline Binding, Force of Vigor, and Mistress Bobble. The old Bobbles. So I got one more thing I want to talk about this week on the episode. And then you you can still talk if you want to. But so uh, on our Discord which you can hop into if you become a patron for as low as $1 a month and you can talk to all of us and, I mean, like, literally personally. Um, or, honestly, you can also do it for free and email us. We'll also <laughs> respond to all the emails and I'll talk to you there. But Emperor put this up, and I don't I don't know exactly where it came from. What did he say? Uh, I don't know if anyone – uh, he said it was listens to Drive to Work. So, but Morrow, so I think it's Morrow's, like, yeah. magic podcast. He does a podcast yeah. literally while he's driving to work. So he talked about Unfinity. And one of the things Matt and I talked about, and a lot of people in the magic community talked about, is this whole Unfinity bullshit was done for one of two reasons. One, and both have the same master reason, one is Watsy couldn't justify spending money on this product because they never sell well, and Morrow loves it and he wants it to sell well because he likes doing it. And two, the other possibility was that Morrow thinks silver border cards are good and the rules committee for Commander took a piss in his Cheerios and said you can't play them and he's mad and apparently came out and just admitted that like he's always liked the silver border unsets and legitimately is just mad because the Commander committee um, said he can't play them. And so he started working on making it uh, black border apparently one of the big reasons is because the D&D universe beyond set which introduced rolling d20s which was uh, which was a very unthing unfinity mm-hmm. thing uh because that got Another greenlit thing I railed against he yeah he got to kind of like push a little harder to get it black bordered and kind of made it get black bordered but like this is literally just like grown out of him crying because he wants to play silver border cards in commander and the rules committee won't let him
0: so just before we go any deeper, one of the things you touched on there that I want to talk about is every time we talk about some of this stuff and we go, we get a little bit of pushback because, like, there's a lot of slippery slope going on. Wizards of the Coast is the slipperiest fucking <laughs> slope I've ever seen. Yeah. That's a perfect example of it where it's just like, well, I mean, we put D20s in the d d set. So, like, why can't we do the next thing? Why can't we just make, why can't we put stickers? Right. Like, that's how they think. Yeah. You
1: can't like you. We, like, we, we put D20s in standard and or not standard, but in whatever. And no one quit. Right. So the sky didn't fall. Guess we'll do this. Guess like, we'll do they stickers.
0: Always look at everything they've done in the past as a justification, whether it's a good justification yeah. or not, for what they want to do in the future. Whether there's a link there or whether or not they should. They go, well, we did this. Magic still sells yep. so we can go do whatever we want. That's even remotely, like, we're just looking for a justification. Mara wants a justification uh-huh. for why Uncard should be legal in formats. Yep. And so he goes, well, uh, the D20 thing didn't, you know, that wasn't yeah. horrible.
1: So, I don't know. Why not? Yeah, why not? I love, the rules committee comes out and is like, we don't like the spirit of unsets in Commander. We don't want it to be a thing. And then Mara's like, well, fuck you. Now it is a thing. It and is. there's also so it's it's probably coincidental because it has lined up with this Unfinity thing so well, uh, but Morrow has been on the record very recently, on like Twitter or whatever, like f- whatever whatever he uses MySpace still it's I don't Tumblr know, Tumblr yeah sure talking the about like hey calls. guys stop calling cards real cards versus fake cards that to me aggressively disapproving of the idea of calling cards fake cards. Which let me finish, let me make yeah, sense. Yep, which happened to perfectly also coincide with Magic Thirty fake ass card beta packs.
0: Yeah, that I think we covered that two weeks ago, and I talked about it. Then there is no, there's God herself could come down and tell me that that was a coincidence, and I'd be like, you're full of shit. Yeah. No, like
1: it's, it goes higher than I thought. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> this conspiracy goes higher than oh. I thought. <laughs> You're in on it too. You're in on it too. Got a lot of Hasbro stock, don't you? <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna push that.
0: All cards are real cards. Yeah. Right before I sell thousand dollar proxies, yeah. all cards are real cards. Cool. Bench.
1: I'm bringing my NPCs to the next Legacy five k. Yeah, because all don't guys. We don't talk about there's fake no cards. Acorns on them, so they're legal, right? Yeah. There's no. We don't talk about fake cards around here. All, we don't do real cards and fake cards, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this goes higher than I thought. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, man. But, yeah, uh, again, Emperor put that up, and I, I read that, and I just had the, like, hmm, exactly what we all thought. Right.
0: You just... the, And fundamentally, what drives me nuts about this is, like, as a, like, big EDH player, uh huh. it's by far the format I play the most now, outside of maybe Pioneer. Rule zero is there. I know. And it's like, here's and the thing. like, every time... So, here's a chance... Let me finish every time they do something stupid with the ban list, whether it's banning a card that doesn't deserve to be banned or unbanning a card that should have been banned because the rules committee's horrible at their job because they, they don't want to pick a lane and they don't want to be the bad guys. So like you have stupid stuff like mana crypt is legal and profit of graphics isn't <laughs> again, demonic tutors legal. Necropotence is legal. Vampiric tutors legal. All but like, what so whatever all that stupid they go well I mean there's rule zero because and I hate when people call EDH a casual format I don't really like that I prefer to call it a social format yeah I think there's a huge distinction there uh but that's just kind of aside like it's in the stated rules that you need to talk with your co- your play group and figure out what kind of game you want to play yep because EDH is about the group as a whole having fun not a one on one competitive experience. That's the that's fundamental to the format, and I actually agree with that uh-huh. wholeheartedly. I do, and I'm even uh, I'm a big fan of CEDH. We don't play actual CEDH often, but we often play games in the spirit of it, where yeah. we're like, no holds bars, guys. Let's try to like if I play a trap on turn one and you want to wasteland it, that's just what we're doing today. Yeah. Thanks, Derek. Most of our games don't go that way, and that was a very good call on his part. It was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think I, I, think I, play I, think I played Ancient absolutely. Tomb. I went like yeah, Ancient, an ancient tomb, tomb thing and he was like uh Wasteland. Yeah. It was very good. Because it would
0: have been like turn two cultivate and then off to the oh, races. It was yeah, whatever. Way better. Yeah. But anywho, like if you want to play silver bordered cards, yeah. talk to your play group.
1: Wouldn't bother me an ounce.
0: No. I mean, as long as it's not like stupid stuff. Like but yeah. there's some like I I personally would love to build an infernal spawn of Eagle deck. Uh huh i've showed you the card it's yep. the evil squirrel with a, a cup, of cup of hot cocoa yep. <laughs> and he, like it's so cool like that is super cool i get why people love individual on cards because uh-huh. they are very creative yeah they're cool they're cool they're not real cards they're and i'm not. saying i'm using those terms very intentionally yep they are not real cards but it's okay to use them it's, if your playgroup agrees. Yeah. It's a, a lot of playgroups use homemade or uh, home designed right. cards. Right. People do it. all. There was one and this this wasn't like uh with different cards. They were they were alters, but uh Derek and I were both huge Mad Max Fury Roads fans. Uh-huh. Like I love the Mad Max series, like I love post apocalyptic stuff. Yeah. And so like somebody made a complete like proxy alter list. They built a list. Oh, and it, it was a Mad and Max. And he titled the deck Shiny and Chrome. And it was all Mad Max stuff. And I was like, that is cool. Like, yeah. I hate Universes Beyond. Uh-huh. That was cool. And, like, I'm, like, very close to getting... Because I saved the whole list. Oh, yeah. To printing that out and playing it. Because that would be fun to do every yep. now and then that's... to goof off with. And that's what
1: Commander's for.
0: And that's what Commander's for. Yep. If all Universes Beyond cards were, like, legal in Commander, I wouldn't really care. If that's, if that's all yeah. they were. Like, if you want to be... play, you know... Ryu from fucking Street Fighter uh-huh. and EDH. or whatever, whatever Assassin's Who Creed characters cares? coming in or you know Cloud from Final Fantasy Seven. Yeah, like that's what EDH yeah, if is If all for.
1: this was, I mean, like I, I am not a big fan of magic losing its identity in a lot of ways. The way magic is going forward, but I tell you what, and you could remove a lot of the bitter taste from my mouth if you just sequestered it to Commander. Yep, because Commander's kind of the bullshit format anyway. You play all kinds of bullshit. Dudes play fucking chair tribal. Right. We sit down. What are you doing? I'm trying to play all the spiders. That's all I'm doing. I'm playing spiders.
0: Well, there's a there's a great meme that's like it's all the different formats, and it's got like their analog to a different sport, where it's like legacy is two fencers. Yep. And vintage is two like old guys with their pistols, like their uh, mut- like Must- uh, or, uh, flintlock flintlock pistols. pistols. Uh, like modern is a couple like drag racers. Uh huh. And then EDH is like you know those like big murals that have like dinosaurs and robots and lasers <laughs> Yeah, <laughs>
1: it's that the that's, internet on a painting yes
0: where it's just like george washington riding a dinosaur while like you know raptors run uh-huh. through with optimus Mario prime on is on a unicorn sure that's edh yeah. go for it yep but <laughs> you not... don't get to overhaul magic to force your thing in when rule zero yeah. exists
1: yep that's like old. if we're gonna bring it back tomorrow, we we roll back to what's tomorrow's favorite thing to say. This product's not for you. Yeah. Unless I want it to be. Yep. This format. Hey, this format's not for you. Oh, <laughs> you bet your ass it is. Yeah. Well, I he literally pulled the. Well, I make the cards. So
0: yep. he's Morrow's Cartman.
1: Not any like like Oh yeah he's not evil. He's
0: not evil, he's not a psychopath, but he's Cartman, where he's just like, I'm gonna take my ball and go home. Yeah. Like we're doing it my way or
1: we're not doing it. It either happens the way I want it to happen or it doesn't happen at all. Yep. And that's exactly what happened. Oh yeah. So I saw that. I wanted to talk about it. Matt, as we get closer to the end of our two hour episode, is there anything else you would like to talk about this week?
0: Um nothing in particular. We need to get back at Satisfactory. But I know. I've been
1: having a hard time trying to squeeze in the time and for. Been it. so busy. But like, uh, wife's gonna be gone this weekend. She's heading down to Indy. I one day I think we're gonna head into Michigan, but I should have a day. I have mean. a few minor chores to do, but I should have a day. And with now that it's basically winter, I quit mowing the grass. So yeah, don't worry about that. Yeah, yeah. We'll get back in what we'll get some work done because I haven't done much either. We just have we're just, we're just making uh, throwing stuff in the trash can.
0: We're not making plastic or rubber, like I said. <laughs> oh yeah, I
1: forgot. That's <laughs> say we probably we should have two double chests full of it. We have, we do. We have plenty. But yeah, we need to get back on that. Other than that, if you're good, I think I'm good. So I'll wrap it up with one more time. Thank you to our patrons. We really appreciate it. If you guys want to hop, if you guys want to hop in the Discord, like that's probably where like the best bang for your buck is. Is for literally a dollar a month, you get to hop in our Discord and we're talking in there all the time about just whatever shit. Um, the five dollar a month gets you access to the bonus episode we're getting ready to record, and we usually record, I mean, thirty minutes to an hour every week of bonus crap. But yeah, if you want to hop in there, help support us, become a little bit member, a tighter member of the family, we really super appreciate it. If you can't or don't want to, we obviously understand, and like it's it's fine. No, you're never gonna we're never gonna get mad at you for not giving us money. Uh, we super appreciate the support, but some people can't, some people don't want to, and that's totally okay. But it is patreon.com forward slash cantrip cartel. If you want to email us and talk to us for free, because we I'll definitely respond and I'll I'll chit chat with you. It's a little less. It's a little less of a chit chat format, but I'm talk to you. I love reading your guys' stuff. Matt does too. It, especially right now with you know Matt's, <laughs> Matt's having a pretty rough month. Uh, the heartfelt you know thank yous and condolences it it matters. It does. It means a lot. Uh, cantripcartel at gmail.com, and then you can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. We're a Cantrip Cartel everywhere. Um, Matt, is there anything I'm forgetting?
0: snuff out is an eight dollar uncommon or eight dollar common
1: wow that's too much and i guess <laughs> we'll see i guess we'll see you guys next week <laughs> yep have a nice night guys so i'll go to the end of my or uh, the end of your turn i'm going to uh activate my only cult anvil to sacrifice one of my constructs i do have two mayhem devils so i'm going to ping you twice okay. um then the Oni Cult Anvil will drain you for one. Cool. I'll, the second Oni Cult Anvil, I'll do that again to drain you for another one, and then that two more damage from the Mayhem's. Um, then I'm gonna activate my first Witch's Oven to sack the Cauldron Familiar, two damage. Uh, make a food. I'm gonna, gonna sack that food, two damage. Uh, the Cauldron Familiar ETBs. That's gonna be drain you for one. And then I'm gonna use my other two ovens. That's gonna be yeah two four, That's gonna be ten more damage. Um, how much life did you have? Uh, Thirty-eight. You just can't let me have this, can you? (laughs) I'm grieving. I get to win. Well, hey, it's my turn, so... Welcome, step on in to the cancer cartel. Jake and Matt chatting metagames, or will sling in some spells, casting ales, sipping on blue soup and parting some veils. Glimpse of nature once upon a time, they're telling the tale of the elvish visionaries on the wildwood prairies where the brainstorms of Sophia, some so scary, so legendary. Queer and rangers grounds the sylvan libraries, where the greens and zenith would parry the clouds and turn their swords into plows. Let them rotate the crops, abundant growth in the ground. Nourish the life from the loam until it flourished unbound. Seeds of innocence burnished all the birchlorian mounds. Gaia's cradle exhale, carpet of flowers unwound, birds of Paradise sang, tropical islands of sound, allosaurus, shepherd danced on dinosaurs, stomping grounds. Jake and Matt pondered deeply all this magic they found through their visions, thou serum, they saw only for how to convey these magic stories aloud to the crowds, the masses, make the voices heard, share the truth, the magic. Through ancestral visions, they felt compelled to draw every single card with the cantrip cartel. Draw cards with the cantrip cartel. Strong cards with the cantrip cart town.